Live from KBGA Studios, it's Jackson Wagner and Taylor Featherman. West Coast Bias. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome. The West Coast Bias Show. Monday. October 2nd, Taylor Featherman and Jackson Wagner. It's October. It's finally here. It is October, and with October comes plenty of great things if you are a sports fan. Yes. Which the two of us are, and we hope to break down for you. But Jackson, first, let's lead things off the only way we really know how. How was your weekend, Jackson? Wow, that was a, that was a good lead up to this. Uh, it, it was a, a long, long weekend this weekend. You know, just... That's good though. It's getting you're getting into the flow of school. Some quizzes coming up, some exams coming up. So, a lot of that worked for most of the weekend as well. So, you know, staying busy. That's always uh, always a good thing. Can't complain too much about uh, about having things to get done, things to do. I was the literal opposite of that. I had absolutely nothing to do uh, this weekend, which was terrific. Yeah. In a turn of events, because generally you're. Like you said, the weekends are always running, and you got you know you got different things you need to get done. No, I had absolutely nothing to get done. Started things off a little college football Friday night. Yes, uh, sir. Good games on Friday Washington night. Washington State, some good USC, ones. which I'm sure we'll talk about yeah. a little bit later. Uh, yeah, yeah. Then Saturday slate college football, NFL red zone on Sunday. I mean, football just carried me through my entire weekend. It was it was terrific. That's a good that's a good thing about this time of year too, because you always you know if you don't have anything going, guess what. There's Sit on the couch, grab a beer, and you got football all weekend always, long. Always, there's football, always football, which so. is just the best thing. Yeah. The best thing ever. And I don't know. I feel like this is the kind of year where, or the kind of time of year where it's nice to just I don't know, like put on a movie and sit on the couch too. Or oh whatever, yeah. You know, it's getting a little chillier outside. A little, a little there's a little cold. bit of rain. The the leaves are maybe maybe just starting to fall a little bit. That so. tree looks pretty green, but I mean they're still pretty green. I I don't know where I parked the other day, but I had. My just hold my whole entire hood slash windshield of my car were covered in leaves, and I looked at there like wasn't a tree around, so I don't know if like maybe just someone was punking you. Maybe some, I, I think Ashton Kutcher was just. hiding behind the hedge or something. <laughs> but then I felt weird driving around because no other cars had leaves, and my car was just like every three shedding, seconds just shedding leaves layers. were flying everywhere. I was yeah. like, what? what? I was I was fully falled falled <laughs> out. Foliage. The, the spot I park uh, at my house is is directly under some big giant tree, so no one oh. else is. Co- but my car is like that every morning. I just embrace yeah. it. I try to hit the speed fast. Oh yeah, that's a good. Blow all the leaves right off. Yeah. Car behind me is usually a little upset, but you know what? I don't care. You got to do what you got to do. You know. I don't care. Um. All right. Well, that was a good. How was your weekend? <laughs> Both had good weekends. It was good. Yeah. I that's have, a, always I have, a good thing when we have good weekends. Yeah, yeah. We, I don't think we've been able to discuss a bad one yet, and hopefully we don't. But Yeah. All right, so let's move on to headlines from the weekend, things that uh, we were not able to talk about Friday, but we're here Monday morning bright and early with you. Hopefully you have a cup of coffee because I don't, and that's upsetting. Yeah. it's You're starting the, to realize how much my world revolves around caffeine, right? No, I am. Like when I got <laughs> here this morning – you know, if, I mean, if you know Tato, or if you've just listened to the show, or Taylor, is it just Taylor now? I've, I I've know. noticed you've kind of gone away from the the Tato moniker. Well, I mean, a lot of that was just that Tyson, our, my old co-host, was someone I grew up with in high school, so he he knew me as Tato. But like, yeah, 
I don't you put, kinda, you know, whatever people want to call me. Kind of ditching that I don't push brand. anything. So yeah. It's hey. just not a lot of people know that now, I guess. But All right. That's fair enough. I mean, That's if you want to call me Taylor, you want to call me Taylor. I don't really care. I don't, it really makes no difference. You know, <laughs> I got there's there's I got too many Taylors in my life, so I need like names to keep them all straight. I'll so. go Tato then. Tato, Tato helps me. That works. <laughs> yeah, you do have a lot of Taylors. It's weird. I was we were talking about this. Uh, yeah. Like when we were first starting our show, your roommate and one of your best buddies, his name is Taylor. Yeah, not my roommate, but yeah, was, like was basically. Basically, I thought he was. N- no, I wasn't roommate at, at but oh. like I mean. It comes to we hang out basically every day right, so right. yeah like so, best friend named taylor so pretty much as close as you can be besides roommates yeah okay yeah and then your girlfriend's name's taylor yes girlfriend's name is also taylor and your co-host my radio co-host's name is also taylor wow it's a good i'll call home and be like yeah so taylor and i did this and my mom will be like well which which taylor are we talking about now and i'm like oh this and but then i went golfing with taylor and she, okay is this is this the different taylor then or it's it can be very confusing, but so yeah. Well, with with all that being said, I'll just go Tato. That works right. good. That works Here good go. for me. Um, go. But let's let's do headlines from the weekend stuff we missed. Jackson, you have the first pick or the fifth pick. Again, we don't really know how the order matters. We're going from left to right this time. Okay, left to right, or maybe right to south. left. Okay, sounds good. But uh, <laughs> headline number one. I've got the middle two. That's all that matters. We we talked about this on Friday, and we got into a little bit of an argument about golf, but. The President's Cup was this weekend, the United States versus the international Did team. Did they win? And it was a resounding victory for the oh. United States. U.S. win their seventh straight President's Cup. They win it 19-11. to 11. They kind of got beat up on a little bit Sunday. The internationals won the, the, the individual matches. Cause it, it's team, so it's team play Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Every player just match play, one-on-one, me versus you. But the... Americans only needed one of the 12 points to win the cup, so hard to get real motivated when it's uh, when you're looking at those kind of odds. I, I don't think anyone has ever scored a half of a point in yeah. in this kind of a format, but uh, it was a good win. United States golf proves still to be stronger than uh, than the internationals. It was fun, though, because there were some, there were some guys on the international team, Kim, you know, Lahiri, that were... I, it, it's a fun format because you get to see guys' personality a little bit more. They don't have to be quite so reserved. And these guys were shushing the American crowd, giving them the, really? giving them the quiet, even when they were down by like eleven points. Even when Kim was down two, he was two down in his match with three to go, and he was quieting the American crowd. Like your, your match is over. He ended up being the point. Daniel Berger defeated him to to win the cup for the Americans. But just a couple holes before he was he was talking talking that smack to so the American so crowd. You but, like that. Hush in the crowd. Yeah, I think that's I think that's what makes this event so much fun. And the Ryder Cup is when you see the guys. That's I mean, we I talked about it a little bit. Patrick Reed, who we won't get into the whole cheating and golf thing again, but <laughs> I, he's a guy that I don't like, and I will never cheer for to win like a major or an individual tournament. But he is so much fun to watch in the Presidents Cup and the Ryder Cup because he gets as fired up as you will ever see anyone on the golf course, and the screams that come and the the fist pumping. It's just a it's just a fun time. Fun, fun time. Fun. Up in New York. <laughs> the skyline in the background. Jersey, isn't it? Jersey. I, don't, so I mean, Right off the... Right you could see the New York City skyline. I guess that well, might I mean, technically like, be Jersey. Over there... I live it's like, way over here. <laughs> they live way over there. Who knows? They got small states with taller buildings. Yeah. We've got bigger states with smaller buildings. I think yeah, that's... That's a good way to break that down. Yeah. Explains New York. So <laughs> I was thinking about this over the weekend, and I wanted to ask you this. All right. So on a golf course, yep. right? We just might need this. Might need to be a new segment. The Tato Is asks this okay? Golf Jackson. Yeah. 
Golf Jackson. What? I don't oh, even no, know. Those, no, are, those words didn't go in order. No, that's it. They, they <laughs> Jackson <laughs> Golf questions. There, that's what I was trying to say. No, I like calling you Golf Jackson. That's good. <laughs> um, but okay. So there's a cart, right? Yeah. They got a little speaker. Playing some tunes. Yeah, yeah. Not loud. Not bothering anyone. Is that? Okay. Are, you, are you okay with the cart with some tunes? Ah. Uh, because we're not on tour. We're yeah. Just having a nice Sunday. That's a one that that I that I'm okay with, but I don't prefer. Is that the best way to put it? I mean, I a lot of people do it so now. It's it's them. becoming more. You see I don't. That you, nah, I don't necessarily scoff at, at them. Look at it's those a, guys with their Bluetooth speakers. It's a thing. Not even using an ox. Oh, not even using an ox. Look at the future. <laughs> but it's a th- th- when you're golfing anaconda. Most anaconda people don't do it, but a lot, like basically every butte person that comes to the course does it. That might just be so. Growing guys. up, it was like, a, oh, I don't want to be like the butte guys. You know, you can't be, that can't m- be following in their path. Is that a big thing, anaconda versus butte? Like, the- yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. It's a it, for Butte, it's they go with Butte versus everybody, but for Anaconda, it's just like we just be They're just so guys. similar, but Anaconda's like the smaller version of it, so, you know, got to there's a little pride. Yeah, a little bit of pride. Try to be your own you thing. You know, you guys Anaconda might not be too uh like prominent on the on the speakers in the cart cuz that technology might not have hit Anaconda hey, yet. You know what? You you've got your record players around those old brick buildings. <laughs> It's t- it's tough to get those out into a golf cart moving around. <laughs> Not very mobile. Mo- so you're okay. You're okay with music on the course. That's good. That's yeah. good. I was wondering. Yeah, yeah. Just play- we just played in a tournament. Actually, I played in a golf tournament yesterday. The Did university you? course. Played some music there, and it was it was good. It got, what's what's your what's your type of music while golfing? I feel like there's a certain. We listened to both rap and to like. It was actually great. One of my friends was playing a lot of like Tom Petty and like classic rock, and yeah. that's what I, I tend to. That's better for me while golfing. I uh. Well, I, you know, being born and raised in Montana, I I kind of like country music. I'm not, like, huge into it, but, yeah. like, there's specific times where, like, you're at the lake or the sun's out and, like, different events like that where it seems very appropriate to yeah. listen to country music. So, like, putting on, like, some Zach Brown band while golfing, just something, like, real easy, sounds yeah. kind of tropical-y, you're like on a it. golf course, that, that generally works pretty good. Maybe, maybe, <laughs> little Alan Jackson on the side. Oh, no, way down yonder over Chattahoochee. I don't think we can say the next line of that. I don't well, think he, he can. can I, guess. I mean, so it's pretty profound. I mean, it's, <laughs> that's a. I mean, if I, I came to the realization this summer, actually, that was a song that I'd always heard growing up, "Chattahoochee" by Alan Jackson. Now, this is a sports show. We're just talking about "Chattahoochee" by Alan Jackson, but mm. <laughs> mm. Um, it's a good song. It, yeah, and I listened to it a lot growing up, and never really. I don't know if listen to the lyrics or just like never, you know, he kind of talks a little faster. And then I, this summer, well, that's young Alan. like young memorized Alan, it all yeah. and was like, wow, this is actually like not a, not a great song. No, there's, there's, there's some, some very inappropriate things in there that yeah. if you listen to and maybe go back, look through the lyrics of Chattahoochee. That's my, that's my advice for this morning. Okay. If you want a little insight on Alan Jackson, look at the, look at the lyrics of Chattahoochee. Do you know how much? <laughs> I've said Chattahoochee like know, just, 15 just, times on radio. Chattahoochee. <laughs> I don't know, just the way you were like, listen to the inside of Chattahoochee. <laughs> Real it's rage. a fun word to Real say, radio. I'm sorry. That's good. I'm sorry. <laughs> okay, <laughs> um, keeping us on the tracks here. <laughs> <laughs> to my next headline, we'll get off Golf Jackson, we'll move on. Golf Jackson, Golf nobody Jackson's wants to hear re- Golf Jackson. Golf Jackson's retired. <laughs> um. So, Friday, we concluded our show. 11 o'clock, carried you through your morning, as we like to do here. Yes, sir. Work you through your Friday morning, and... uh I don't know. I'd say 30 minutes after we yeah. closed up shop, headed on out into the world, 
it was announced that Russell Westbrook is going to sign the richest extension in NBA history. He's getting money. And he signed it on Kevin Durant's birthday. Boom. I guess Friday was Kevin Durant's birthday. So happy belated birthday, KD. Happy belated birthday. Come at us on your burner accounts. Bang. Russ is the most well-off player in NBA history now. Well, I mean, and I, I don't know. I'm happy to see him stick around the Thunder. I think if he left, they'd probably just have to move back to Seattle. I mean, it, I think that would be a good thing. <laughs> I think so, but too. But <laughs> it also, it's it's interesting. Paul George said uh, after Russ signed, that makes the decision a whole lot easier for his uh, his free agency plans, which you would think means, as of now, he's leaning towards staying in Oklahoma City. If it makes it easier, that, then yeah. Maybe he hates Westbrook. Maybe he, he does, wow. and he's like, wow. That guy's this here, guy. I'm out. I don't want to play with the best player. Yeah. I mean, that's arguable, I guess. Top five player. For sure. The MVP. Yeah, the reigning MVP. I don't know. I mean, the Westbrook thing, I I like this, I mean, for the Thunder, obviously, because you keep a guy around who's a a superstar who no matter what, even if if it's just Russell Westbrook on the team with a – um, maybe a mid-level star like last year with uh, just Steven Adams and Westbrook, essentially. Yeah, Victor I mean, Oladipo. He scored like six points a game or something. More and I like that, Victor Oladipo. Yeah, don't don't get me wrong. I'm I just, know. I'm just saying it's different. Top of the league talent. Where do you stand on the debate that Russell Westbrook can't win a championship the way that he plays basketball? This is this is a comment that, that because he dominates the ball so much and he has to. He's at his best when he's. On his own, essentially, is yeah. the argument that he'll never win a championship. What do, what do you think about that? I agree with that. Really? I, uh, the, I mean, just watching him play basketball, it it's such a it's such a weird thing to watch. I mean, the, the way he moves, you can tell that every single play he's moving at 110 percent speed. Yeah, and he's just flying around the court. But it's like so reckless that I, I get worried. Like I like I get nervous watching him, mm-hmm. and then he's like, you can tell that like players will chirp something at him, and then he'll like launch like you know, like three feet behind the line three, and, you know, he might hit one. And if he hits one, then he's going to take four more of that same range. Yeah. I don't know. It's just the way he plays, it's, like, very, very, like, like I don't know. It's reckless. It, it, he's flying off the hinges. He's, like, literally just swinging around the court like his pants are on fire, and it scares me. It scares me to watch. <laughs> yeah. No, I think that's fair. I am of the opinion that he can win, but I, it's tough. And it's going to be interesting this year. To see, I mean, you look at the Pacers last year in the playoffs when C.J. Miles took a took a shot at the buzzer in their first round series. Paul George lost it and called C.J. Miles out by name, said that's unacceptable. I need the ball for the last shot. I'm the guy. Now you go play with Russ Westbrook. Who's the guy here? And you've got Melo on the team. Yeah, who's maybe? I mean, isolation probably the best scorer. Not maybe in NBA history, honestly. And that's I. Cer- I th- certainly up there. Yeah, Kobe's up there too. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, that's... who who gets the big shot from these guys? I know that's. I I would give it to Carmelo Anthony, honestly. Yeah, I, I think the he's vet. he's been around the longest and he's been able to hit those shots. I still remember uh, Christmas Christmas Day. This was uh, the lockout season, so yeah. the, the season that Derrick Rose tore his ACL was just before the playoffs. Yeah, yeah. So before he did tear his ACL, uh, just an absolute Christmas Day hoedown. Bulls, Knicks, primetime, TNT. Wow, remember when those teams were good? Yeah, crazy, crazy. Well, and the Knicks still weren't. That was the season That's where true. they like won 50 games or whatever. Yeah, which the, was the good. one good year they got out of Amari. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And it was an absolute hoedown and, like, you know, MVP Rose going at Carmelo, Carmelo Anthony, still the veteran at that time, Yeah, going back at the young MVP and, like, just throwing shots at each other, comes down to the final minute, 
uh, and like Rose hit a layup to like tie the ball game or something, and then Carmelo Anthony just brings the ball down, holds the ball right right past the half court emblem, Bang. just holding the ball. Gets down about seven seconds, dribbles up effortlessly. Luau Dang's in his face. Pull up three, splash. I think that's maybe my favorite thing about Melo is just that he's always care. so smooth. Yeah. He, yeah. I mean, he gets he gets fired up sometimes, but it's a. Uh, I don't know if it's just because he's slow in general, it seems like, but he always <laughs> seems to be, I mean, the game just moves slower for him, maybe is a better way to put that. Yeah. But no. this is a team, It's uh, they had this debate in Miami when LeBron first joined Dwayne Wade, and it was like, who's the guy? Who's going to take the big shot? But I don't think, I mean, LeBron James, in my opinion, is the best basketball player of all time, but I know, oh, he's shaking his head over there. Of all time? Of all time. I think so. I I, I I don't know if quite yet he has surpassed Jordan, but I think when you just look at, I mean, he's got so many years left and so many opportunities to go deep in the playoffs that I think it will happen. Right, but, but rings wise, I'm. You don't put rings can, into the conversation. I, I mean, I do, but I think it's more impressive that LeBron has been to more finals. He's been in I, the top two more than Michael Jordan. Was. Right, but being six of six in the finals is impressive to me. It's impressive. Yeah. I, yeah, he's on a mission. He Michael Jordan got into the finals six times. He walked away with six rings. Yeah. LeBron James has been to the finals. He also what? lost out in the first round of the playoffs and early rounds of the playoffs. When he was younger, yes. LeBron? True. true. LeBron, I mean, even when he was younger, he took some bad Cleveland teams to the finals. He's. I, I think that the debate is stupid that LeBron gets punished for going so deep. If he wins, if he I'm ends up tr- winning five titles... Him. I think it's great that he's been to the finals so many years in a row and that he's been to the finals so many years. Yeah. Right. But, honestly, he is one Draymond Green suspension and one Ray Allen shot away from having one championship. That's 100% truth. Jordan hit some game-winning shots. Right. and now They got lucky in their time, too. They did, and I'm not trying to say they got <laughs> lucky or anything, but, like, I'm just... I know. I, there's a world where LeBron James has one championship for, like, 11 appearances in the finals when yeah. it's all said and done. And, like... That isn't the best basketball player of all time. Like I put, I I put Bill Russell very high on my list because the guy's got like thirteen championship rings. I think that this he's, is where he's the number two player on my list. It goes Jordan, Bill Russell, LeBron James. Uh, I mean, I get into this debate a lot, and I always end up falling back kind of to similar things. But like I look at Bill Russell, and Bill Russell. Would not. I think he would be a decent center in today's NBA. Right. I like, agree. I don't know how don't you can even, say he's one of the best players be of all time just because he's got 11 rings. He played on a Celtics team that was loaded in an era when the NBA didn't have as many teams. It's I get I get way too fired up on this debate, which you could clearly see. Well, but mean, it, it's a thing where I think skill-wise and athletic ability-wise, which is a, another debate I get into a lot, that LeBron, LeBron is just the best athlete in the NBA, so he shouldn't be considered the best player. But LeBron has done more with what was naturally given to him, with his own athletic ability than anyone in NBA history. He is, Will in my opinion, the most skilled. No, exact. Will Ch- I mean Will Chamberlain was seven one when the next best center was like a six seven white guy who was, was little. Statistically, like, one of the absolute most dominant NBA players in the history. That's of the NBA. I can understand that debate where you're saying because of his size. I he think LeBron James is the best. He was 40-inch vertical. Yeah, exactly. Before and that's anyone why, was 7 foot. Exactly. That's why he found so much success. LeBron right. James is playing in an NBA where everyone is right. close to his size, and he is so much more skilled than everyone else that it doesn't matter. But, I mean, your argument was send LeBron back 
to those to the early days with with Bill Russell, and, and he would score eighty points a game. I don't think he'd be better than Will Chamberlain. He would. I don't think so. <laughs> this ah oh, man, oh man, he would. Okay. Le- I mean, it, and it's I guess it's obviously different. You look at it that time, the most skilled player was nowhere near the most skilled player now. Right. Well, and, I mean, and you send DeAndre Jordan back, and he's better he's, than Wilt Chamberlain. Right there. Yeah. Yeah. Which is what, like, I don't know, and I can see myself in thirty years being a a dude who's like, no, LeBron, you guys didn't see LeBron play. He's the best player in NBA history. When there's some six eleven point guard who's two hundred ninety pounds, Thon maker can <laughs> touch the top of the backboard and hit threes, and I'm like, no, LeBron's better. That's, I mean, I hope I, I You're hope I never get to that up point for that world. Yeah. I feel like just with the way it's it's like the same argument that like Mike Trout is a thousand times better baseball player than Babe Ruth. Right. And I I agree like the second or like Mike Trout's second year or so someone asked me like how good is Mike Trout and I was like just picture it this way when you're like a grandparent you'll be telling your grandkids that you remember Mike Trout. Yeah. Like like and that's a real thing. Yeah. That you're at, like you're absolutely going to one day be like oh yeah I watched Mike Trout play once. Yeah. And like I actually watched him play once in person. Felix struck him out twice. Hey, yeah, yeah, go you, M's. Yeah, you like that. Go M's. You like that. That usually doesn't happen when they play. No, no, no. Usually they get, well, they beat the yeah. Mets this year, so whatever. I think um, it's kind of a generational thing, though. I think that once, like, two generations have passed, the best player of that era is now the best player of all time. Like, I don't think necessarily, I mean, if we're going to argue that, like, Kobe was the best player of, like, the early 2000s, I don't think he was better than Jordan. No. I don't think the NBA had evolved quite enough, but now that the NBA, like, I don't think... If we're looking at like, I, I mean, I don't even know like Carl Anthony Towns. If he'll be the next, if he'll be the player of the next like fifteen years, I don't think he'll be better than LeBron. But whoever comes after him, I know. I mean, I, I, think, I think I think that player I will be better than right. LeBron. I, I don't know just, who it is. He's ha- probably hasn't been born yet. But just by default, it takes two generations to kind of cycle out a current player. Because I mean, before Jordan, the best player was Dr. J. I think a lot of people made that argument. Yeah, I think. I mean, Magic. Early Bird was kind of yeah, on that Magic list. Yeah, Magic and Bird are right in there. Um, and then you know you kind of get that middle era where the you know Pistons really really yeah. flourished and stuff. And then it took until there was a Jordan, kind of reset that clock. And then like after you said, after Jordan, you get the the Allen Iversons, the Shaquille O'Neals, and the you know, Kobe's Tim Duncan. I I put right up there with them. Yeah, and Tim but, Duncan, you're ab- absolutely right. Tim Duncan belongs on the top, near the top of that list. Yeah, and then. You cycle them out, and then here's a LeBron James. Even though LeBron James was drafted in 2003, so like he was in that early, you know, 2000s, playing on like the worst Cleveland teams. Got Big Z. Though. Not quite as bad as he did have Big Z. I miss Big Z. Everyone, everyone, was, everyone misses Big Z. He's a legend. I'm gonna keep Booby Gibson Big Z was I'm a not was name. a great guy. Booby Gibson. Daniel, I think his real name was, but it goes by Booby. Goes by Booby, which is. Well, it, we just said "booby" on the radio three times. That works. It, yeah. It's a name. So yeah, could it's the name it. of a player. It's a noun. So, come at Jackson. We got a problem <laughs> with it. The West Coast bias. Chattahoochee. The, the <laughs> <laughs> nice, <laughs> nice. Sorry. No. <laughs> um, I'm everywhere today. Okay, man. Russell Westbrook, Paul George, Carmelo Anthony. That's how we start. That's, that's where we. Uh, yeah, that that's trio. where we started. Now, I think there's too much ego, ego in that. I don't. 
I that was my original you, point. Because you were talking about I don't think LeBron we wants the big po- the big shot. I think he is perfectly okay with passing. I don't know if any of those three are okay with passing the big shot. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't know. But, I mean, you were talking about the whole reason we started that LeBron tangent was because you were talking about when he went to Miami, mm-hmm. it wasn't clear who was going to be the guy to take the back seat. Yeah. And then Dwayne Wade and Chris Bosh just got in the back seat like LeBron was their Uber driver. Yeah. You know? And Dwayne Wade is still doing he. Uh, Oh yeah, he's still doing it. He Joining might be Cleveland, third row. he's like, I I liked what I was just, you know, like playing twenty two minutes a game, twenty minutes a game, score sixteen points, and you know, that's the thing is like, you know, Carmelo and and LeBron James talk so much about how they want to play together at some point, but like, yeah. I think there'd be some meshing problems between the two of them. Same position, both can play a four. Well, LeBron can play one through five. Let's be yeah. honest, but. Yeah. I mean, both are very versatile at their position. Both yeah. like to shoot. Both like to have the ball. I mean, that that could get interesting. Yeah. But I suppose that's a conversation for a year for, from now. Yeah, exactly. Two years from now. When the banana boat finally is, is brought together. So does that happen in Cleveland, you think, now? I mean, LeBron Ooh. and Dwayne Wade both one year. Carmelo Anthony's got one year. Yeah. So you think they all just, let's go to, let's go to Houston? Let's go to H-Town? I don't know. I think that would be – I don't know if you could pull that off with also – well, I think James, James Harden, Harden there. would be upset. I, th- I that's I think, I mean, and I, as somebody who is not a not a big Laker fan, I hate saying this, but I think the Lakers are almost the perfect place for them. You get Lonzo when he's still on his rookie contract. Cheap. You know, you can you you, but well, he's going to be is, a great player. So you've got a young guy who's who's the future. You've got a decent surrounding supporting cast there. They're just missing stars. But if you, I mean, boom, here's four of the best players of this era of basketball. Plus that surrounding cast, I I think that makes the most sense. I, I mean, there's other well, other to, destinations. To be fair, well, Chris but. Paul. I mean, he's under contract this season, but he's an he's an unrestricted free agent next season as well. So I mean, really, the whole banana boat's going to be could be. Good, I mean, be free it, agents. Yeah, the the stars are aligned. I haven't realized that until now. Yeah. That's interesting. Oh yeah, the star the stars are aligned. So they a, definitely team up somewhere. You know, honestly, I wouldn't be surprised. I mean. I might be stupid, but I I don't think they'll go to a team that's kind of already established like L.A. If they do, all team up because that doesn't make sense. Like L.A. is just kind of mortgaging like the next four years of their future to get all these kind of guys who are nearly out the door. You know, when in L.A. right now they have Lonzo Ball on his rookie contract and he's going to be a guy who's incredible, like you just said. Yeah. And they know that Russell Westbrook kind of before, well, I guess Russell Westbrook just, just signed, signed, but yeah. Paul, and George, Paul George wanted to, but Paul he's George just signing. Kind of wanted to go to L.A. He's but not signing, but I don't know. Maybe maybe they're kind of reading the cards and seeing that everyone who wanted to go L.A. is starting to team up with someone elsewhere. You got to bring know. that super team to you. So do, do you think they go to like yeah to like a Cleveland or a Miami or Houston or somewhere where they've all played before? I don't I don't know. I mean like I know that a lot of those guys have always said they wanted to play in New York, but there's just no way Carmelo Anthony ever plays yeah. in the Garden from he's, like he's being a home team in the Garden ever done. again. Maybe they go to Brooklyn. Yeah, that could work. <laughs> D'Angelo Russell in Brooklyn. That would be a, the the most epic turnaround in sports. If the Brooklyn Nets, who have just been the laughing stock of the NBA for the past the whole three boat. years, I think that someone just needs to take it upon themselves to rename their team like the Brooklyn Banana Boats. There you go. Hey, I mean, then you pretty then much you just, have to. Yeah, you just sold it. Boom, they have to come here. Hey, you can go play for another team, or you can do what you were destined you could to do. Come play on the banana boats. The bench could just be yeah. one big banana boat. Oh, I like that idea. Let hey, 
Let's get, we get some get some investors okay. and uh, we'll call let's a be trademark, NBA owners. Yeah, trademark lawyer or something. Yeah, exactly. I don't know how that trademark. The arena lawyer. can be a banana. Maybe that's overthinking it. The arena could be an arena. There's always money in the frozen banana stand. That's true. The frozen banana stand does numbers. <laughs> okay, what's your next headline? <laughs> My next headline is the MLB playoffs. Ooh, starting up. We've got the AL wild card tomorrow night. Starts at six p.m. local time. That'll be the Twins at the Yankees. And then the next night, we have the NL Wild Card, also at 6 o'clock, uh, Rockies-Diamondbacks. Some actually exciting exciting games there. Twins, we mentioned it, or I mentioned it on Friday, I guess, that first team in MLB history to lose 100 games and then make the playoffs the next year, going up against 27 rings, the, the evil empire, the New York Yankees. Yeah. And then the NL Wild Card, Rocktober, is back. Good for the Colorado Rockies, even without Troy Tulowitzki making it back to the playoffs. And then nice the Diamondbacks are a fun team as well. So. Yeah, they are. So those are a couple good games. And then we get into the AL. We'll have the Red Sox at the Astros on October 5th. And then the winner of the wild card plays at the Indians also on October 5th. And then the NL playoffs start on October 6th. Cubs at Nationals. And then the winner of the wild card at the Dodgers. Dodgers have home dire, field dire, advantage dire. throughout. Indians have home field advantage for the AL. Let's, uh, this is the first uh, first year that they went away from the All Star game. Decides who yeah. gets home field advantage. Yeah, first year that's happened, and I series. like that. Yeah, well, so I the Dodgers like will actually, be the. But I like it. I think it's more fair. Well, I don't know. It makes the All Star game worth something, you know. Baseball is an All Star game, though. I feel like I mean, it's you don't want to try in football because you could get hurt. You don't really want to try in basketball because. I guess I don't really it's understand like that one, one as it's much. It's like your one break of the year. Yeah, you like. I mean, basketball you just is always just you go, you shoot threes, you dunk, and that's all the only shots we see in the basketball game. But baseball, it's hard to be like, I'm just gonna take it easy this game. You know, like that's true. I mean, you technically could, I guess, but it doesn't really. You play 162 of these games Mike in a year. Trout What's one not, more? Mike Trout just not gonna swing at this at bat. He's just, just gonna. Doesn't everybody's melting? Doesn't even have a bat. Yeah, it. it you know, it's. I think the All-Star game for MLB will always be a, a competitive, entertaining game. Yeah. No, I agree. So I haven't watched it in the past seven years, but <laughs> still. <laughs> All right. You know. Okay, so let's let's do this. Out of the ALCS, yeah. if you had to pick two teams for the ALCS, who do you think it is? Uh, I think Red Sox. I want to see Twins. Red Sox, Twins. Wow. I mean, I know the Indians are That'd the favorites. That'd be crazy. But I, I think the Twins, that's it's pretty special what you got there. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I'd love to see the Twins make a little noise because that'd be fun. That'd be like, I mean, that's one of the biggest Cinderella stories yeah. in baseball history probably. Yeah, Bounce no doubt. back from Coming a year like that. that. To, no doubt. And like you said last show, you're a big Maurer guy, Joe Maurer. Big Joe Maurer guy. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. The Yankees, hot bats. Yeah. Aaron Judge just kind of trying to figure it back out. Yeah. Uh, that Gary Sanchez, the catcher. Gary Sanchez is good. He's unreal. Yeah. He's unreal. Are they your People pick People don't then? give him credit. Uh, no, they're certainly not my pick to come oh. out of the oh. out of the AL. I, just, <laughs> I think they're – Yeah. You know, I like Gary Sanchez. Who you got? Um, I think Cleveland's really tough to beat. Yeah. I the, the way that that team's constructed and then you add in – I mean, they got Jay Bruce for pennies on the dollar, essentially, and that's a very capable outfield bat. Yeah. Um. He's not a great outfielder necessarily, but batting wise, he's going to be one of the better bats on the team. And then you add him in there with, uh, oh man, it's the the difficult name. Uh, <laughs> I can't help I you. I don't, I don't know. Want to mispronounce it. I don't know, but the uh, the Indians are. I mean, they're 
They're clearly the favorites. I think Indians-Dodgers is the World Series that would be best for the ratings. I think I would rather see the Rockies against the Twins in the World Series. Nobody will watch, and it will be great. It'll just be two like pretty good baseball teams in a year when we saw some... I mean, the Dodgers were chasing 116 for a while. The Indians have been very, very good. Aaron Judge is maybe the best rookie we've ever seen. Yeah. Bellinger yeah. is maybe the second best rookie we've ever seen. There's been a lot of like, That's great. wow, these baseball teams are as good as we've ever seen a baseball team. But I, I think Twins Rockies. That's what I'm going with. Twins Rockies. The five versus the five. Just, just for the just for the five seed off each the side. The fun. That'd be fun. Aspect of it. I think uh, it won't happen, but. I don't know if the Doyers get in. I'd I'd love to see him do that. I suppose, but is that what you is that the Dodgers? Yeah, Doyers. The Doyers. Doyer, Doyer, Doyer. Okay. All right. Well, I was I was wondering why you made. I thought you were just making the wah 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 horn noise no, no, earlier. Doyer. Okay. But uh, I think the Nationals are a really tough team to beat, mostly because I have seen plenty of them in the NL East, and I don't know. I yeah. if if Bryce Harper comes back, or I guess he is back. But if if he's healthy and is capable and does Bryce Harper things, they're a tough team to beat. Oh, yeah. They're playing the Cubs. And I think that's going to be a really good series. And yeah, I think that's a fun Bo- one. I think Boston-Houston is going to be a really good series. So, I don't know. We'll have to keep our eye on that, and we'll we'll keep updating as we go throughout. And the name I was trying to get you to help me pronounce, Edwin. Encarnacion. Encarnacion. Okay. There we go. I that just, makes sense. I, I don't like screwing it. I just That's a tough one for me. Edwin Encarnacion. Encarnacion. Incarnation. It's, it's cl- yeah, basically, <laughs> basically got it there. Okay. Um, what's your uh, What's your next headline? My second headline: The NBA preseason is back. It's underway. Players have taken the court. Basketball. We've seen the Warriors. We've seen the Timberwolves. We've seen the Nuggets. We've seen the Heat. We've, we've seen, seen the, the Raptors. Spurs, we've seen the who? The Raptors, I suppose. But this is the time of the year where you see people uh, tweeting pictures of their TV screen. Yeah. With uh, players in New Jersey's. Yeah. Like, I, I don't know. That was how many... a weird adjustment. Yeah. I mean, it's that. Here, season. Kyrie and Gordon Hayward get announced as Boston Celtics for the first time ever. Yeah. Or, like, or there's like 30 people in the gym, though. So you look at the, the Timberwolves box score and turns out Jimmy Butler and Taj Gibson combined to like lead the team to victory. Yeah. Of Good course. stuff. Of course. Of course. <sighs> so stressful. The, what do you call them? The Minnesota Timberwolves now? Yeah, Timberwolves. The Timberwolves. I would love to get a Jimmy Butler Timberwolves shirt with the Timberwolves logo on it. That'd be good. Is this an actual thing that you've like seen on the internet? Is there a Timberwolves Timber logo, logo? Or I will see if I can. I mean, we're radio, so you can't see it. No, this is good radio. I'll see but if I can. Pull I could see it, it, so that would be good. See, that's that's the Timberwolves. Oh wow, that's a heck w- of a logo. I wish I could explain how great it is, but it, yeah, maybe I'll I, tweet it, it. just just look it up. Yeah, we'll, yeah, we could tweet it. Yeah, we'll tweet That'd it out at. WCB show yeah. on the old Twitter machine. I'll tweet that out right now. That's a that's a good logo. the The wolves are going to be fun this year. I I don't know if I don't think I could actually find a Timberwolves shirt. You could somewhere. I bet you could. I think I might have to make one. You could make. Yeah, I was going to say you could get. You could probably make that. I mean, it'd be pretty shoddy, but I don't really care. I just I think a Minnesota Timberwolves like Jimmy Butler twenty three. Yeah. That ooh that'd be nice. Or be or just get a Thibodeau shirt. Now we're talking. There you go. Now we're talking. That's how many they got Gibson, they got Butler, they got Thibodeau. How, is that it? That's I mean, I that, mean that's, yeah, that's like that's, that's like the, the core of those Bulls teams yeah. though. Yeah, pretty I mean 
They don't have like Kirk Heinrich hiding in the background hey anywhere now. with his goggles on. Hey now, they, ah. there was, Kirk Heinrich. Uh, I read a report <laughs> that he worked out for them. Really? And I, I about slipped into a coma. It, it would have been the most proud day of my young life if Kirk Heinrich signed with oh, another NBA team. Comes out of retirement. He's going to the Timberwolves. Let's get it, Timberwolves. Let's go for gold. We can beat the Warriors. Let's go. <laughs> oh man, I would have been so excited. That made. Is he your favorite basketball player of all time? No doubt. Really? No doubt. Wow. I mean, you're coming off the Jordan drought with the Bulls, and it's nothing but just depression. Yeah. And then one young star glistens across the Chicago skyline. Kirk Heinrich, star. Young Kirk Heinrich. All right. That's fair enough. That needs to always been a blue-collar guy. I mean, my my wallpaper on my phone is still the picture of him getting ready to just whoop Rajon wow. Rondo. <laughs> It's been it that, actually he just that it's it, been that for a long time. Vinny Del true. Negro holding him back. Doc Rivers getting over on Rondo. That's what, like oh seven. That's the that's the two thousand eight playoff series. Two thousand eight right playoff series. Wow, that's one of the better playoff series of all time. Chicago Bulls, Boston Celtics. You catch it on hard not hardwood. I think is what they call the. Throwback. Yeah, that's a great great TV station. Yeah, like yeah. It, I always. Love when you go Hardware to like classics. Buffalo Wild Wings or something, and they've got a billion TVs on, and then they've you got find like the John one that's Stockton like versus oh, Lakers. It's like, look oh, at, hey, yeah. look at that! <laughs> it's a, uh, it's the Shaq and Kobe team just dominating everyone. Yeah, it's a, it's a fun. Hardwood Classics thing. is is a sports junkie uh, shot yeah. in the arm. Oh just yeah, kick that on on a lazy Sunday. Oh yeah, between football games, that's my jam. All right, Jackson, what's, what's what is your final headline of the weekend? My final headline of the weekend, and we're. I know we we've, we've talked on this show before that uh that you know this is a sports show we want to tr- kind of try to stay away from politics and the harder news but this morning waking up it's it's hard to ignore Absolutely. what happened in Las Vegas at least 50 people are dead after a shooting near Mandalay Bay and it's you know it's just it's tough these days you wake up and every morning you just it's not even like you're thinking about what what the bad news is going to be and just another another tragic story the shooter and again, you look at it. He's a he's an elderly white guy who from who, Las who Vegas. is from yeah from Las Vegas in that area, and so of course it's described as a local resident, and it's not a terrorist attack. That's a because terrorist. because of the color of this man's skin. What he did is unthinkable, unimaginable. You're obviously thinking about all the people in Las Vegas, and just really the people around the world with everything that's been going on these last few weeks, and you know it's tough. Yeah, no, you're absolutely right. I mean, it's sad that in our day and age, you wake up and check your phone to look at what news is breaking, and it, I mean, it, it's shocking that you're not shocked to see tragedies like these occurring across the country. And it's just, it's the world we live in, and it's it's a terrible, terrible, uh, sad, sad place currently. But our hearts and uh, prayers here at the West Coast Bias Show are with all of the victims and their families. Um, and stay strong in Las Vegas. Yeah. So we'll we'll take a quick break, step aside here. And we come back, Jackson, we have uh, Grizz football this weekend taking on Portland State. Yes. Portland State in Portland. And we will have the full, the full. Jackson nerd breakdown of the Grizz football. Wow. Welcome back, West Coast Bias Show, live 
89.9 KBGA. I get muted at least once a week. Well, it's, you know, the people people tune in to hear Rod Stewart on the anniversary of Maggie May's original release date, and I believe 71, according to what I read this morning. One of the best, honestly, one of the best songs of all time. First song I ever learned how to play on guitar. That's a, really? That's a big one. You play guitar? A little bit, yeah. A little bit. Just chords. Just chords. Not great. That's all you need, though, I think. And that song's pretty easy. Well, there you go. I, I would, that's one of those things I'd like to learn. I'd, I feel like I kind of like, once every year or so, there's like a week where I'm like, okay. We're you just going feel for super this. motivated, yeah. And I, I get out my guitar, which yeah. my brother gave me one a long time ago. So, like, I've had a, and it's like a pretty nice one, pretty nice acoustic guitar. Yeah. And I sit on my bed or whatever in my, my office chair and I screw around with chords and, like, those little, like, YouTube videos and stuff for, like, two mm-hmm. hours. And I do it for, like, five nights straight. And I feel like I'm finally making a little headway. And then you let and then it. And I go. just, like, I forget. Yeah. And it's just, like, by the time that, like, it's, like, three weeks later, I'm like, eh. I don't remember any. Exactly. I lost all that progress. Exactly. I do the set. I've tried. I have, a, I have a keyboard at my house, and I'm always, like, all you right, let's do it. play Hot Buns? And I, oh, yeah. Nice. You know, like, all the all those basic things. And I've learned a couple songs just from watching YouTube tutorials, and then it's, like, I should just try to learn how. And then, by the, I mean, by the time you make that commitment, it's, like, well, big I, I'm already kind of over the, the idea of this. I don't this, know. So. I, I think playing musical instruments is extremely cool. Yeah. I don't, I, I certainly am not musically inclined at all. It's fun though. Whatsoever. It's... I can chop audio. Oh yeah. I can chop audio with Heck the best yeah, of you them. Can. But uh I'm I'm no good at actual instruments or vocals <laughs> or anything of that nature. But West Coast Buy Show, eighty nine point nine, KBGA, Taylor Featherman and Jackson Wagner. Yes. We just got back from our headlines and how was your weekend? But Jackson Big character in both of our weekends this last weekend on Saturday. Grizz football going down to Portland to play Portland State. Grizz football getting their first conference win of the season in a 45-33 to um, shootout with Portland State. Yeah. Portland State now 0-4, 0-2 in conference. Yeah, and that's a, a this is a much better result than it might look like for Grizz fans, if that makes sense. Portland State is 0-4. And the loss to UC Davis is a bit of a head scratcher, but other than that, I mean, they they held their own in a couple of FBS games. They should have beat Oregon State. They were right there with BYU. This is a good team. They'll they'll bounce back. Pre caffeine BYU. Pre caffeine BYU. That okay. must clarify. Yeah, exactly. But uh, I mean, I could see them finishing close to 500 and being. I mean, they're probably maybe just a middle of the pack Big Sky team at this point. Starting 0 and 2, it's kind of tough to get anywhere better than that. But they're a good football team. They're a talented football team, and this was a win the Grizzlies needed, and it was one that, you know, for a little bit it was scary. The defense doing some similar things that they did against Eastern Washington. I don't know what, what it is with Montana and defending wide receivers whose numbers are seven, but after Nick Splendorio had 18 catches for almost 200 yards last week, number seven, Nick Splendorio. Now number seven, Darnell Adams, has nine catches for 115 yards, and it was – a similar thing that Portland State just threw quick passes all game long, get the ball out. There's obviously a blueprint to beat this Grizzly defense, and the Grizzly defense has not made an adjustment now. We expected it sometime in that second half against Eastern. We were waiting for the adjustment. It wasn't made. We expected this game to, to be different. It wasn't made. It's a They're loading the box. They're bringing the blitz often. But when they bring the blitz, Portland State would either throw the ball quick which, again, we saw Adam's big stat line. Or Josh Kratt, I think is how you pronounce I think his Kratt. name. I think that's Kratt. The, the quarterback, regardless, for Portland State. 
has 12 rushes for 134 yards and a touchdown. Just big play after big play. They they brought the heat, and he just took a step back, quarterback draw, and went right up the middle of it. And, you, you know, it's just the defense, I mean, maybe played a little better. It's the whole bend-don't-break strategy that the Grizz go with. But they gave up 544 yards, Oof. which... That's I a mean, lot of yards. I, you can bend and not break, but when you give up that many yards, I'm, I I wrote a, an article about this for the Montana Kaiman. Ch- check it out. It's tough. Yeah, uh, <laughs> it's tough. You look at they're not in the top 100. There's 123 FCS teams. Grizz aren't in the top 100 in scoring defense, or in excuse me, total defense. So that's yards allowed per game. But the whole thing is Ben don't break. We we give up a lot of yards, but we don't give up a lot of points. But the Grizzlies are ninety sixth out of one hundred and twenty three in points allowed. So, I mean, you can say that all you want, and if you win, Grizz fans will be like, "Well, yeah, I guess uh, you know they they did bend, but they didn't quite break." But when you're looking at the stats, oh, yeah, all those Grizz fans. Sorry <laughs> to say. But it's, it, you know, I don't know how gullible. The, the coaching staff thinks Grizz fans are, but when you're the 96th best scoring defense in the country, there's obviously, I mean, you can't really play that off as if you're successful. Yeah, no, and I think I think you're absolutely right. But I mean, Grizz football they were they were tough or they were tasked with a tough job this weekend. I mean, Josh Kraut, 130 yards on the ground, 249 through the air, a pair of touchdowns. I mean, that's you know, that's like not a math guy, 380 yards just by that guy, two touchdowns. Yeah. That's a lot. That's a ton of yards for one guy. You know, darn near 400 yards from one single player in any any purpose, any uh, position you're you're getting that out of. That's an extremely extremely uh, productive outing for one single player. But it wasn't. I mean, that is a that's a great day for him. But they get the Grizz gave up almost 300 yards rushing. They allowed 6.4 yards a carry. Right, and that's on terrible. 46 carries. When you're when you're carrying the ball that much and you're allowing that big of yardage, you know, it's no good. It's yeah. No, I think I think you're absolutely right there. But and they do get better down in the red zone, red zone. But when you allow your opponents to get there on almost every possession, like it doesn't matter how successful you are, they're still going to score the ball. So. Well, and it certainly helped that Justin Strong had the strong outing that wow. he did. Justin three strong. interceptions, 116 total return yards, and a touchdown. And he had another interception three. on a two point conversion. That doesn't count for his stats, but he technically intercepted four passes. Well, now, and his right hand's in a cast, right? In a cast. He's got no... It's just a big ball, basically. Is it a club? Yeah. Did they club He's it? got the club. Wow. There's a, He cannot use so that's his... That's essentially one hand catch. His hand, yeah. I mean, <laughs> you incredible. can, like, use it to, to help a little bit, but... And, I mean, a lot of that came from, from good defense being played by teammates. There were a couple that were tipped. One, the quarterback was lit up by... I think it was Dante Olsen that got to the quarterback that time. And just kind of threw a floater up for the pick six, but still, that guy. Imagine how good that guy would be with two hands. He fills the hole better than any <laughs> safety I've ever seen. Yeah. He comes up and can stop the run really well. Obviously, can cover very well. He's a uh, he's maybe the most talented player on this Grizz defense. The problem though is the turnovers were not a one sided affair. Gresh yeah. Jensen two interceptions and also a fumble. Yeah. Uh, in the afternoon, I I mean. When you put up 45 points in a football game, that's going to win 90% of football games, yeah. right? It's like scoring 12 runs in baseball. Yeah. It's tough to beat, but every once in a while, you're going to go against a team who's who's just going to uncork one on you, and Portland State was not that, but like you said, Portland State is not one of the, the top cats of, of the Big Sky Conference, um, and you know, 
like I was just saying, you know, you can score that many points one week or whatever, but, I mean, just just a week prior, um, the Grizz scored 41 points, which wins a lot of football games, but Eastern Washington scored 48 and outdueled them. Yeah, and that's, I mean, you look at this Grizz team this year, they've they've scored 40-plus in every game but the Washington game, which, I mean, that's a good, that, that's that a doesn't great really count. That's that's good, but they've also allowed a lot of points. And, yeah, it's a it's a thing where the, the Montana system is built off of we're going to run 90 plays, let's see if you can stop us because we don't think you can. But against Eastern Washington, they ran the, I think both teams ran 96 plays in that game. And this yeah. game against Portland State, the Vikings had 88, the Grizz only had 86. So... I mean, it's obviously tough to to limit the number of plays your opponent is running when you're trying to speed up the tempo this much. But well, you know, it goes both ways. If you're letting the opponents run more plays than you, it's gonna be it's gonna be tough to stop them as well. Right, and I I agree, and that's always been Bob Sitt's thing is I'm just yeah. gonna try to run more plays than you and score more points, which yeah. is great. But more but that's I th- a key word there. Yeah, exactly. Got to run more <laughs> plays. Can't just run a and lot. Score if they more run a lot. points. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, I think that the biggest thing that is a problem for Grizz fans adjusting, still adjusting to this Bob Stitt style offense is that, you know, for long times back, back whether it was Flugrad, even Delaney or yeah. Hauk or whatever, yeah. even prior, the Grizz have always had that defense where it's maybe you score 24 points and that's like a lot. You know what I mean? Yeah. And and that's how it was was for a long time. Uh, and then obviously the Grizz had specific offensive players on the other end who would do things like a Chase Reynolds or a Mark Mariani, Jordan Canada, or Jordan whatever Canada, you know. Yeah. Um, but it was always more of like watching the defense was the spectacle, right? It wasn't yeah. like let's see how the offense, let's see how many plays they can get. It was always like okay, well, <laughs> we're just gonna hound this team on defense. That's that's the Montana way. And yeah. then it, it's a full one eighty from that right now. Right? Yeah, it's. It's the a, defense is going to do what they can to get a couple takeaways here and there and stop them and just give our offense a shot. But our offense is going to have to score on very nearly every possession or we're going to lose this game. I mean, yeah. That's kind of where Grizz football is at right now. It's almost like you're playing NFL Street back on the old <laughs> PlayStation 2 where oh, yeah. you've you got to score every drive and you've got to get a game breaker to win. Now, I, you act like that's such an old game, but I happened to be at your house just about a year ago and you guys were still bumping – the well, NFL Street. Yeah, I mean, I, yeah, we th- we play that all the time. We're currently <laughs> on NBA Street too. But Ooh, that's another classic. Little Harry Potter Quidditch World Cup as well on the PlayStation Ooh. too. That's, Ooh. A, that's a good one. We Ooh. got we got some throwbacks. NBA Jam on the Wii. That's a good one too. But anyway, video games aside. <laughs> uh, yeah, sorry. I, yeah. It is a I'm like you said a complete 180. You look at the the Bobby Hauk days, especially when that Grizz defense was so good and the special teams were so good. You basically expected. A blocked punt or a blocked field goal or a field or a, not a field goal return, a punt return. Every game there's a big play on the special teams, and it was always something that I think I took for granted. And now I don't know if they just don't care about the special teams if they don't put in time. But there was a punt return that Jerry Louis McGee caught it and took one step forward, and there were five green jerseys in front of him. I, there, it's just unbelievable how, and we saw it with Samari Torre returning kicks as well. He gets five yards into his return, and he's already got four or five defenders bearing down on him. I don't know how they allow the defenses or the the kick coverage units, I guess, to get to get through as well as they do. But we went from an era when Hauk, Hauk really focused on special teams and then defense, and now it's like those two things are gone. Yeah. Which, I mean, it, it depends on your 
your preference, I suppose. If the Grizzlies, I mean, they they're still a talented team. They still have a chance to to run the table, lose maybe one game, and make the playoffs. But is that? Would you prefer to see a forty-five thirty-four game with a thousand total yards, or a twenty-four thirteen game with five hundred total yards? It's a it's just a difference in philosophy, I suppose. Yeah. No, I think you're right. Um, I don't know. So okay, we did this last week. Want to do it again this week? If you're a Grizz fan, mm-hmm. which Jackson Wagner is, zero to ten. I think we did this last week, did we not? How worried are you about the team? Yeah, I think so. I think we did. I think I, just, I, I was just something. so you could sense how worried I was that you we, brought yeah, it up. We didn't have to do the scale, <laughs> know, but I mean, this tempers your worry, right? Yeah, I mean, I, and I think I said last week this was a must-win game for me. If the Grizz go to two and three, and it's like I just said with Portland State, zero oh and two in the Big Sky Conference, it's tough bouncing back from that. Now the Grizz one and one. You know they've still got a bunch of tough games coming up, but if you can. Make your way through with maybe one more loss. I mean, looking at the playoff picture, which is something usually for Montana, and I mean, it'll be similar this year, I suppose, with the fact that they can bring in so much money for the NCAA if they host uh, if they host a playoff game. It's just if if Montana's on the bubble, they're going to the playoffs. Then we've this is something that we just know at this point. Yeah. So, you know, looking at that, you're kind of always expect them to be in unless like last year when they lose a couple of bad games right at the end and are six and five that's if they would have beat montana state last year i still think they make the playoffs at seven and four and that wasn't a very good team at that point so i mean they could lose maybe one more game this year it's a it's a different scenario one we've never seen where the grizz are unranked to start the season and out of the playoff picture they've they're trying to work their way back in now so they they need these bigger wins and you know, it's a. Uh, you can maybe afford one more loss. I know I've said it, but yeah, that's. I feel less worried, but it's still. I mean, I would say, I would say like a sixty to sixty-five percent chance the Grizz make the playoffs this year. Right. Well, and like you said, I mean, if they are a bubble team, the Grizz will get in because the Grizz make money. Because when they Washington Grizzly Stadium, there's no comparison. Yeah, exactly. When when there's when there's a football playoff game at Washington Grizz, it makes money for both uh, the school and you know the association above. Um, the good old <laughs> NC two NC two yeah. Um, so I was talking at the break. I don't know. I feel like that's an interesting tangent. I thought that the broadcast seemed rather boring, and you instantly shot me a what there were a thousand points or a thousand yards almost in this game well i the way that i originally took it was you thought the game was boring just, where it was like back and forth and back and forth and turnover 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 and i i mean the the, the pace was fast of the game at least there I, were th- I don't know what it is i just feel like when the grizz are on the road there's something about that broadcast it just it bores me i don't know yeah i mean i don't know i watched the i was pa announcing for softball Ooh. on saturday so nice. I was in the in a they, swim trailer behind home Carol, plate, right? and it was freezing. Uh, Saturday they played against North Idaho and against MSUB. Ooh, North Idaho, I like North Idaho. North Cardinals. Idaho College, the Cardinals, exactly. Yeah, but uh, so I just had the phone. I had the game up on my phone and no sound on, so it was kind of like a look. What like I was watching the plays, and it was like oh my, like you know, you look away for fifteen seconds and you look back and they're twenty yards further up the field and or it was like wow this is but then I got home and watched the end of the I watched the whole fourth quarter at home and the, I mean the broadcast did seem a little 
a little slow to me. It was it was weird know. too. The coach Delaney and uh, I don't even know the other guys on the Grady Bennett. I, I guess is the other color yeah, guy. I don't Grady. know who the play by play guy is. But they were like the. It was still a competitive game at this point, and they were chatting about like, oh, I don't know if we're gonna make our flight. We hopefully we make our flight, and they kept, they brought it up multiple times. Well, maybe which they I were was worried like, about <laughs> their flight. I get that you're worried about your flight, but I mean they don't like, have the. There's an exciting football game. Eleven going o'clock on. hits, and we're off. We're yeah. gone. We're out. Here. We're out of the booth. You know they don't have that kind of privilege. Yeah, that's hey, that's a, uh, that's fair. I guess I don't know. I, I like Coach Delaney a lot. I you do. can tell he's just an old football guy. He just know? loves it. He At one point during the broadcast, he brought up um, Grady went off on some hit, and wow, that was, a, that was just a great hit. And then Delaney got on it about, you know, you could just tell his pads were lower than the other guy. Just a, just a football guy. Yeah. <laughs> he's a big football guy. Oh, yeah. Big football guy. Good for you. <laughs> um, <laughs> he is, not me. Oh, yeah. All right. He is. Come on. He's just a little football guy. I'm just a little, a little you know, football's, football's all right. Where. Football falls, I don't know, third or fourth on my power rankings. Really? Yeah. It's like, I like it, but it's... What's one? Hoops? Basketball one, yeah, for sure. Two? I think I honestly put... Golf? No, not golf. Like, golf... Water polo? Playing golf is way more fun than anything else, but it's not that much fun to watch. I absolutely agree. I, I, I get people's complaints with that. I, I guess baseball's below it, too. I th- I mean, it goes like, if we're ranking it, League wise, it's like the NBA, and then honestly, like World Cup soccer, like World Cup qualifying. The U.S. just announced their new well, you'll uh, have to their team coming up, so we'll have that. You'll have to, st- yeah. I was gonna say you'll and have then, to uh, start hitting some scoops on here. Yeah, yeah. They did. I, it was a, I mean, scoop right here. Fab, Fabian Johnson, who is a starting left mid, he he plays fullback sometimes for the United States team, but. He's a player who's one of the most talented players in the U.S. pool, and he was not picked for these upcoming oh. World Cup qualifiers, which right now the the qualifying process, there's six teams in the CONCACAF, which is the, the region that the U.S. CONCACAF? play in. CONCACAF? Okay. I don't know what it stands no, for. I it's an acronym for something, I making believe. Making sure I heard it right. Yeah. And uh, the U.S. top three teams automatically make the World Cup. The fourth place team has to go play in a playoff to try to make the World Cup against like Oceania, which is Australia, New Zealand, like Japan, those kind of that area of the world and the u.s is in fourth place right now so they're well, not technically on the outside looking in yet but they they need some wins in these next qualifiers coming up but i don't even where did, how did we get how did i get onto a soccer okay, tangent well, we will, uh, you we'll let check me, back in with you you let me get way Friday. off track <laughs> yeah you were talking you gotta about, i'm i'm going well, all over I, the place I, so you gotta you, you gotta rein me in man you're talking about how much you like talking but about yeah soccer, uh, just, football's like it's behind that for me honestly well that's that's fine. I, yeah. I'm a football guy. I know. My old man standing yelling, good God almighty. Uh-huh. Use your condom, pick sips of the blue. Right. When they reminisce right. over you, for real. For real, baby. Like that. That's actually pretty. That's actually pretty good. <laughs> you cha- he challenged me in the break. Well, said I, I don't think you can sing this one. I didn't think he could, but I can't West, sing it. West Coast Spy Show, eighty nine point nine KBGA, Taylor Featherman and Jackson Wagner. Hello. That there is Troy, Pete Rock, and CL Smooth. A little. I like. It. Thank you for the from, the NBA Street too. Shout out. NBA we just talked Street, about that. Yeah. And look at you. Well, I just you know. Whenever I hear NBA Street, or I suppose that was even on like Madden 15 or something. I don't yeah. really remember. But One of the best. That there is One the, the uh, soundtrack to Jackson's childhood, I would say. Yeah, so, uh, no doubt. No doubt. 
Uh, it is Monday, following a busy Sunday in the NFL, Jackson. Yeah. And I don't know where any of these teams stand. Yeah. I mean, we just kind of chatted in the break, like, what's the, what's the in it? What's going on, essentially? <laughs> like, I know we talked last week. One of my my biggest disappointment of last week was, like, kind of what's wrong with Cam Newton? The Panthers hadn't really looked that great yet. Cam Newton struggled a little bit last week, and then they come out. And he leads him on a game-winning drive to beat the Patriots, and he scores his 50th rushing touchdown, the only quarterback in NFL history to do that. And one week later, I'm like, well, maybe Cam Newton's the best quarterback in the NFL. <laughs> like, There's just so much going on that it is, it's difficult to judge where anyone stands. Right. No, and you're absolutely correct because like, I, I, before this game, I didn't think Cam Newton looked anything. He looked like a shell yeah. of the Super Bowl Cam Newton. Yeah. But then against the Patriots, who admittedly, their defense has looked terrible. True. Has looked very bad. That's true. And I think a lot of that stems to Dante Hightower uh, still being injured. But Cam Newton, 316 yards, three touchdowns, and one interception on the afternoon. I mean, he still had an incredible game. Yeah. I, and, like, just watching that game, you could sense the, oh, uh, the Panthers are ahead, but uh, Tom Brady's going to get the ball back. He's going to lead them. The Patriots are going to come back. They always do. They're at home. You know, it's it's Tom Brady. And then it happens. They they come back from a fourth-quarter deficit, but Cam Newton takes takes the Panthers right back, and they get the field goal to end it. It was good, too, which I usually – I mean, I am I was cheering for the Patriots in the last Super Bowl. I'm usually – you know, I'm I'm just kind of indifferent to the Patriots. I think they're a really good team. I like Belichick a lot. But watching it in the press box here in Missoula and – uh Loud. There were loud Patriots fans there. You watched that very, Super Bowl at the press obnoxious. box? No, just this week. This oh. this Panthers oh, okay. game. Okay. And you know, there's an there's TVs on, every game is is playing, but the only time you heard cheers were from the Patriots fans. Hmm. And then when that field goal went through, just just one single man stood up and yelled as loud as he could. And he he sat back he was sitting close to me and he was like, I don't even care about the Panthers or the Patriots or this game at all, but I was just so sick of those guys that I had to do something. Which oh, good for that I'm guy. starting to sense more. I you know, I've always kind of been like, No, oh, Patriots, they're not that bad. We talk like Grizz fans. Yeah, that's a Grizz fan impression. Uh, yeah. You know. It was it was it was good to see the Panthers get the win, I guess. Well, I mean the point of that game in the fourth quarter, Carolina's up thirty to sixteen. Mm-hmm. My roommate who Cam had just had an incredible I, rushing. I guess now. is a Patriots fan now. I don't really know. He's the worst bandwagon <laughs> guy, cross-eyed one. But uh, he, he uh, how much you want to bet Tom Brady leads him back from this? And I was like, dude, I don't know. Carolina looks really good right now, yeah. and like they they still have a great defense. They still have Luke Keekley and Thomas yeah. Davis. So I was like, I don't know, man. I don't I don't know if they can just trot down the field and like tie this thing up, and then like it was on red zone, so he kind of whips around the other games, and he's like, we're gonna take you back to. Back to New England here where the Panthers and Patriots are all tied up at 30. And my roommate just looks at me and, like, I was shocked. I was shocked yeah. that the Patriots were able to score a touchdown and then get the ball back and then score another touchdown. And then, like you said, 10-minute or 10-play, three-minute drive to close the ball game out by the Panthers, hit the yeah. game-winning field goal. Graham Gano. Graham Gano. Close it out. Um, no, I don't know. I don't know if they're back. I don't know if the Patriots suck. I mean – yeah, it still feels too early to make any assumptions, right? The Patriots and Jets are tied for the AFC East right? lead, and yeah. the Jets were the worst pick for a Super Bowl. They had the worst odds in Vegas, right? And the Patriots had the best odds. I mean, right now, if the season ended, the Bills would win. That yeah, division. and the Bills are good. What's what's up with that? We talked about the nine six. That was one thing that I used to show how the Panthers were bad. Was 
they only beat the Bills nine to six. Right. And now the Bills are three and one. They just beat the Falcons. So and, and did the Falcons' perfect season. So let's talk about that one. Both Muhammad Sanu and 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 Julio Jones go out of the game. Matt Ryan's that favorite big. options. Yeah. Julio with just a hip injury. Apparently, Dan Quinn said after the game that. Julio wanted back in, but he didn't want to risk it. Didn't want to risk the biscuit. Can't risk the biscuit. So, risk I, it for the biscuit. No, I think Julio is the biscuit. They're oh. not the biscuit. Okay, I got. Uh, I get what you're saying now. Matt Ryan, reigning MVP, didn't look that good either. 242 yards, a touchdown, two interceptions, and on the final drive uh, for the Falcons, they drove all the way down the field. It's fourth and one from about the 15 yard line. They need a touchdown to go up one, and Matt Ryan drops back to pass. He looks at Tevin Coleman, I think, coming across the middle. And Matt Ryan just threw the ball out of bounds. Way overthrew Tevin Coleman on a play that would, I think, you know, 30 quarterbacks in this league make. Yeah. And apparently Matt Ryan, the reigning MVP, is not one of the players who make it, which blows my mind. Yeah. I, I don't know. It's just weird. The NFL is just weird right now. That's about. That's like all I all I can say. There's what. There's only one undefeated team left. Kansas City is the only team that hasn't lost, well, they and they have to play Washington. Yeah, yeah, exactly. They have to play Kirky Cousins. By the end of Yeehaw! week four, we could see all every team in the NFL with a loss. I can't remember the last time something like that's happened. Maybe it's know. recent, but I, it seems so strange. I'm not to Elias me. Sports Bureau. All right, uh, I don't have true. the stats on hand, but Tyrod Taylor uh, apparently is a really good NFL quarterback. I, I've always oh, been boy. pretty hesitant on old Tyrod Taylor. Really, Tyrod. I've been riding with Ty Hard. Ty, whoa, riding with Ty Rod. There we go. That's what I was trying to say for for a while now, which is tough because he's actually not that great. But he, boy, he can he can make some plays with his feet. But he's unlike Cam Newton. He doesn't kind of try to do that as often. Well, and that's more of an escape strategy than it is like more of a Russell Wilson of, kind yeah, of runner. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Makes sense. I, you know, one thing I'd like to point out is that I, I think the key for this Buffalo team, I mean. Last time when Carolina was in the Super Bowl, they had Mike Tolbert. And now Buffalo has Mike Tolbert. So Mike B- Tolbert. Big Mike Tolbert fun, guy. Fun football player, Mike Tolbert. He is the roundest football yeah, player I think I've ever he's seen. About he's like what? five feet tall, three yeah. feet thick. That's exact yeah, that's exactly what I was thinking too. Yeah. Right in there. Um so we uh second London game this weekend uh, <laughs> sent the Saints and Miami over oh. across the pond. Poor London, man. I don't know if the Saints London. isn't the worst team to get. I mean, yeah, but they had to watch Jay Cutler. Which that's true. Jay no Cuddy. one should have to Jay do that. Jay Kid Cuddy turnover. Jay Kid, yeah. Saints just blanked the Dolphins twenty to nothing. Cutler looked terrible. Jay Ajayi didn't look very good. Um, and the Saints, on the other hand, I mean, Drew Brees looked pretty good. 280, 268 yards, two touchdowns, and then his boy, Michael Thomas, out of Ohio wow. State, eight receptions, eighty nine yards, and a touchdown. That's good. I started him. Um, Congrats. Yeah, no one cares. Yeah. yeah. Fan, I, I read a thing today that was like NFL players are like, you know, there's always been the reports that like when a player gets hurt, he's like, I'm sorry, like I don't care about your fantasy team, like leave me alone. And now it's like NFL players are mad. They like hate fantasy football at this point, I think, I which is fair. I mean, it, it makes players, it makes people hate players. Yeah. That's a big reason why I, the NFL is one of my favorites because I just like, and I've, I'm guilty of it as well. I talk about my team every once in a while, but. Like nobody wants to hear about it. That's why I love it, the NFL, though. Is because of fantasy, fantasy football. football. Like I, yeah. I don't really have a vested interest in the NFL because I've never decided to like a team in the NFL. Like I don't have an NFL team. Yeah, I've never even thought about that. That's true. But what's like, what's the 
what's the thought process behind that? Why is that? Well, I so I'm a Chicago Bulls fan because my brother Jordan, growing up in the Jordan era, he's ten years older than me, grew up and watched the last uh, two. I, yeah. think, I don't think he remembers the whole three peat, but two thirds of it. Nice, yeah. So I mean, there was just no getting around that. I was going to be a Bulls fan because yeah. that's what was always on TV. I remember the lottery where Derrick Rose, uh, the Bulls had the 1.7 percent shot to get Rose. And then the Mets, the same thing. You know, my my older brother once again, pretty big influence on me. He, uh, Robin Ventura, his walk off uh, Grand Slam yeah. in the Subway Series over the Yankees, Grand Slam single. Uh, but Grand still. Slam single. Yeah, because you only get one base if it's well, a walk off. But whatever, Jackson. Don't you get all? I thought you get all of it. If it's so. if the score is seven to six and you hit a Grand Slam, the score is an eight to six. Walk off single. Eight to seven. It was Grand Slam single. It's a Grand Slam still. He's still rounded the bases and touched home plate give that man it's a run in the stats it's a run still run scored you hit the ball out of the park you score a run you googling it right now yeah <laughs> but what a, anyway my point <laughs> is that then that was the reason why i became a mets fan was because again my brother was a mets fan and yeah. he kind of put that on me that's uh that's right so then he kind of left it open-ended for me to pick an nfl team and i don't know i just didn't want to like i, I grew up just kind of watching the games and I liked the Titans early on because they had Mark Mariani, and I thought that was like really cool because I, yeah. I mean, I, I Mark Mariani was was a god for me growing up. Like watching that man return punts out here at, at Washington Grizzly Stadium was like unreal. legendary, unreal, legendary. So I mean, I, I don't know. I always thought that was kind of fun. And then his first season, he made the Pro Bowl, and it was really cool. And like that was a ton of fun. Uh, and then like I realized one day like I don't want to be a Titans fan like the Titans are are no They're good bad. and like yeah. I don't want to be a Titans fan so like I I didn't be a Titans fan so I just never really picked a team I don't know I feel like I should but I don't want to now because it's like weird yeah once you're at this point yeah like I feel like I just don't have a team now that's it that's weird to me too that's one I, th- there's never been a point that I can even remember in my life where I didn't have a team. Right, and well, like any sport, so I just—it's interesting. Like I the like NFL it. was like kind of boring for me for a long time because like I didn't have a team, I had no vested interest. Yeah. And then like my seventh grade year, I got like stupid into fantasy football. I was like running a league in the middle school, and like there was money on oh, it. And, like I think a teacher found out. I don't know. It was a big deal. <laughs> but like, I—I <laughs> just I—I I don't know. I'm a big fan. It makes it makes football fun for me to set a lineup and then watch Red Zone and get all upset when my team sucks. Yeah. Fantasy team. That's fair. I don't know. I, I like it. I don't know. That's just me. But I like it. I like it a lot. Sure, you do. Uh, Steelers though. <laughs> Steelers. Big division game against the Ravens, yeah. who are I'm gonna officially say terrible. Yeah, they're bad. <laughs> yeah, they're bad. Ravens are no good. Joe Flacco <laughs> said it himself after the game. He did an interview and just said, "Are you okay? That was a big sneeze." That was. I don't know what happened there. I was he trying to hold it in. Completely hunched over. I thought maybe you died. It's close. Your it's death's close. on podcast. Oh. On iTunes, on iTunes podcast, West Coast Bias Show. Hey, <laughs> plug. Toss a little plug in there. <laughs> Sorry, I try not to sneeze on air. That was embarrassing. Le'Veon Bell. Well, you just tell me to turn your mic off. That's the thing we can do. I mean, you're so far away, and we'll come up with a signal. If well, I do, I know, if I do that, double, double click in the tongue thing. I mean, people hear that. Maybe just point <laughs> at me. Oh, that's true. What if I just whistle? Okay, just whistle next time. All right. That's what we'll do. Le'Veon Bell finally having the game people expected him to have. Le'Veon Bell, I think, is uh, – the way he does his one cut, the hesitation run, you know what yeah. I mean? The little – he just like – He kind of just like trots along, and then once he finds his hole, he explodes through. It's it's really a phenomenal running uh, strategy he has. But did you see the thing where Antonio Brown was very upset on the sidelines, flipped a water cooler and no. everything? 
I missed this. He was open on a little slant, and Big Ben went the other way to Juju Smith-Schuster, with my boy out of USC. Wow, what a guy. He celebrated with the Dragon Ball Z thing, and yeah. everyone loved that. Yeah, yeah, Juju, Juju, Juju Smith-Schuster is the best. But uh, no, Antonio Brown was very, very, very upset after that, threw a water cooler, and then was screaming wow. at Big Ben. So trouble in paradise, I suppose. <laughs> Three and one, though. That's a... Uh, I, th- I mean, the Steelers very clearly the favorite. That's a bad division. I think That's we can safely say division. the Bengals finally won, but it was against the Browns. Which does that even really count? They've only scored sixty-four points this year still. <laughs> right, through four and, games. That's not not yeah, great. Yeah, no, I'm with you there. I, I don't know if that one really does count because, again, the the Browns are just terrible. But Rams Cowboys that was a really good game. Yeah, Todd Gurley I think is the Rams are legit. I think Todd Gurley is probably the second best running back in the league behind Le'Veon Bell. Really? I mean, Todd Gurley yeah. is unreal. Yeah. That's he fa- kind of that- does that same Le'Veon trot, but he also hurdles players when they come close to him. He had another hurdle this game. And he's just a beat. I mean, he can run through guys, too. They've they've scored the most points in the NFL, 142 points so far for the Rams. Jared Goff looks like a, a good quarterback, not just like – I think people were just hoping he could, like, function well yeah, enough and hand it off to Gurley enough that they would be okay. But he's uh, he's actually looked pretty good. Yeah, well, and Todd Gurley is looking like a very, like a very, very capable receiving back. I mean, he led the team in receiving yards, ninety-four yards and a touchdown on only seven receptions. Yeah, it's big. I don't know. I I think the Rams are for real, and I think they're in a division that's kind of, uh, kind of up in the air. You know, San Francisco's not very good. San Francisco. Seattle. I think it's safe to say San Francisco's bad. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think they play really hard because yeah. they, they're not very talented. They, Brian Hoyer's the quarterback. Carlos Hyde's the running back. They're that's not true. a very talented team. That's true. That's true. Fair <laughs> enough. I, I love their coach. You know, I, I'm a big I'm a big Kyle Shanahan fan. Yeah. I think uh, they're giving it their best. Yeah. No. I, th- I th- and I think the Niners will be back soon. I, I'll say that. But, All right. um, I think this is the Rams division this year. I mean, the Seahawks. I don't think the Seahawks look very good. I think last night they looked the best they've looked all season. But that's against question. that's against the Colts, who are a bad football team. Also true. And like everyone was talking about how they scored so many points and it was all great. But like besides Malik Hooker. Uh, the first-round pick out of Ohio State for the uh, Colts this last season. That's about it defensively that, yeah. like, the Colts can hang their hat on. Yeah. I mean, that's a, the the Seahawks lost to the Titans, which is uh, – the Titans looked the Titans bad look okay. this week, but they looked good. The whole AFC South is weird right now. The Jaguars play – Jaguar. Jaguar. They, they're 2-2, two and, two and they team. won by like, 30 in both their wins, and they've lost – by 30 and then in heartbreaking fashion to the worst team in the NFL coming yeah, let's, into the season. Let's, let's talk a little Jets Jags. Let's let's talk a little Jets Jags. It's it's, it's Jets tough, win 23 20 in New York. I told you I was worried about this game. Jaguars coming back from London it's and a, not taking trip. the bye week because the NFL offer I I read into this. The NFL offers you a bye week. Really? If you want it when you come back from London. Why yours. would you not you take that it. bye week? But is my the Jaguars, the Jaguars. The Jaguars. Punted on it. That's they a good no. the London Jaguar. Well, yeah, they're, they're the London team. They're the Jaguars. Yeah. it's And it's a thing that, like, when you're playing the Jets, I guess you kind of assume that you would win. Yeah, I mean, maybe that was their thing was, ah, oh, why take the bye week? Just put us in New York. But it seemed like, and I, I, I don't know if the the traveling and all that does this to you, but the Jaguars should have won that game pretty easily. That Leonard Fournette scored late in the game that was a game winner, but there was a holding on a receiver on like the four yard line that Fournette's scoring that regardless, but there's a hold. I mean, it was, I guess it was in the play. Maybe he doesn't score on that play, but the Jaguars are at the least are on the one or two yard line looking to win the game. 
Instead, they have to settle for a field goal. And then in overtime, Marquise Lee really just uh, – it's tough to put the blame on one individual player, but they drove into Jets' territory, and then Marquise Lee dropped a pass that hit him in the chest. That would have been – and that was on a third down. Marquise Lee's a good wideout, though. He, uh, he wasn't good this week. Well, he, he, was bad. Hey, he was bad this hey, week. Hey. He dropped that. If he catches that ball, the Jaguars win. Kind of similar to the, if they just don't hold, Jaguars win. And then later – it looks like probably the Sounds last like drive a lot of the punts are going there. to get. I'm just saying, Mark. It was they did they did everything to hurt themselves. A punt, and Marquise Lee misreads it. It bounces over his head. He's standing at like the 23 yard line. It bounces all the way down to the one. He scoops it up, tries to return it, and then they get a flag on the play as well. So they are backed up to their own three. And really, at that point, you just can run it three times and then punt it. Yeah, but you that, don't want to walk off point, safety. Fair enough. So if he just catches the pass first off. They probably win that game. If he just catches a punt, he could have fair caught it, and they would have been on the 22. But he misreads it. It goes over his head, and the Jaguars run it three times. Well, and it, doesn't, it doesn't help that Blake Bortles came hurtling back down to earth. Yeah. From- I mean, that's a game where you a tie would, would have been perfect for that game. The Jaguars looked bad. They looked like the Jaguars of old. The Jets. I mean, Ryan McCown. It was laughable, the – the fumble, I guess, is what you would call it, that Miles Jack returned that really got – the Jaguars should have been down 17, so I guess same way the other way, that the Jets should have been able to take advantage. They're in the red zone, and McCown just throws a pass. I still don't even really know what happened. It just He just threw a pass basically into the ground. I think it hit one of his offensive linemen in the butt, and Miles Jack picked mm-hmm. it up and ran it Field 80 yards and scored. And it, that, pay, that play I, should never happen. I like Miles Jack a lot. He's, He's going to be good. Yeah, that, there's a lot of talent on this Jaguar team, but they've right. clearly the, still got some things to learn. The defense is very good, but like you said, Josh McGowan just... And the Texans win... Tore him up. Sean Watson sets a rookie record for touchdowns, and they score 57 points over the Titans, who looked really good last week. <laughs> exactly. That's, so that's the, the AFC game. South is like Jekyll and Hyde. One week, the Jaguars and Titans look really good, and then the next week, the Texans look really good. Every week, basically, the Colts look bad, I guess. so. Yeah, I mean, poor Jacoby Brissett. He's doing, every, he, he's doing everything he can. Chuck Pagano just needs to, needs to leave. Yeah, I think, I think that's fair. I think that's a fair assessment. But you're right. Uh, Houston Texans, Deshaun Watson, having just the game of his life. Yeah. I mean, having just so much fun out there. You can see the diversity in his background. I, I like the Sergio Dip jokes. Those are fun. So good, yeah, they're good. Did you notice that's how I introduced you on the first show? Uh, maybe not. Oh wow! I don't know. I liked wow. it, but then I was—I don't that's, know. That's I guess you got to take advantage of of what you have given line. yourself. But Dip was I, I, like—he was just so fake to me after that happened that I was all the way out on Sergio Dip. He I was gave like, you the whole. I did this and I tried my hardest, but I and it was like, okay, you well, screwed up. Like, I mean, own that's it, my thing, and then. It? Move on. Don't try to. He like tried to make himself a celebrity out of it. In, in broadcast journalism, like you're either very prepared and you crush it, or you're not very prepared and you wing it and you crush it, kind of like the West Coast Pie Show. Boom. <laughs> or you're not very prepared and you don't crush it, and then it comes off shoddy. And you can tell he was nervous, which I, I get that. Your first time on national television yeah. doing an NFL game in primetime, I'd be nervous too. But. If you're prepared and you know your material and you know what you're going to say when they come to you, you just got to crush it. That's the thing. And I, a lot of I'm, I guess I'm not a I'm not a broadcast journalist. I'm a print guy, but big I would assume guy. big print guy, big big print guy. But I would assume that 
like basically all of those things are, if not scripted, like very close to being scripted. Like uh, yeah, that, it shouldn't be as hard. Again, I don't really know what what's it wasn't going his on second at language, NBC Sports, tough, but, and you know. But um, regardless, Deshaun Watson. No, but I did intro you on the first show. I, as Sir Jackson Wagner, he's having just the the time of his life over there. He's the, I you think can I do see the diversity that, in his background. It was I cr- it was good. It was a good it was intro. It's good. It was good. To lead off the show. The first ever show. First ever show. Wow. But Deshaun Watson, 280 yards, four touchdowns, and a pick, and then he had another touchdown on the ground. I, I've i always been um, a fan. I mean, I, I didn't understand why they would, the Houstons that, or the Houston Texans, that is, yeah. start Tommy Savage out of the gate. In touchdown this. Tommy Savage, baby. I just, I don't, I don't get it. I'm glad he did. Clearly Deshaun Watson's the quarterback of the future here, right? Yeah. <laughs> it's it's kind of similar to what we're seeing with the Bears. Trubisky's finally going to start. Yeah, that was announced this morning. But. It's like what? Why? What? What is Mike Glennon going to do for your organization? Well, He's a guy who could be a backup. That was if your different. Starter gets because they paid him all that money before they had Trubisky. Yeah. So if you're gonna pay a man, I mean, I I don't know exactly That's what fair. Mike Glennon's getting paid, but it's a lot. It was a big contract to be the starter in Chicago, and then they get Mitchell Trubisky. Um, I forgot he's going by Mitchell now. Sorry. Yeah, Mitchell. Sorry, Mitchell. Well, it's because he doesn't want you calling him a different word. I know. I, I, rem- I remember. I just forgot. I'm nice. sorry. I'm sorry, Mitchell. It won't happen again. All right. All right. Good. Don't. Don't let it. Uh, we had an overtime game in the afternoon slate. Cardinals, 49ers. Cardinals come away 18-15. to 15 Ends up being the final score of that absolute score. rip-rouser of a ball game. But yeah. the unsung hero, Carson Palmer, 357 yards. This is a guy who a couple weeks ago, along with Phillip Rivers, who had another one of the better games, uh, in his 26 to 24 loss to the Eagles, Philip Rivers uh, popping off 347 yards. I mean, those are two of the top three yardage uh, yardages of the of the week as far as passing goes. Yeah. As from from a couple of older quarterbacks who hadn't looked very good this season, neither Carson nor nor Philip have looked good this season, and, and they're both on teams that kind of stink. I don't know. I just good yeah. for those guys, I guess. It's uh, the poor. Poor Philip Rivers. I was just looking at the. They've their own four: the Chargers, the L.A. Chargers, who have about I yeah, think, L.A. I think Chargers. like thirty-two people went to their last game, maybe thirty-four, but <laughs> thirty-six, I think. Oh, there we go. They they've lost by a combined twenty-one points. It's just been like heartbreak after heartbreak after heartbreak after heartbreak for the Chargers this year. Which, I mean, it's t- I feel like they're a team that if you don't like them, you're just like yeah, the Chargers. But you know, you got to feel a little bad for. For poor Phil, putting up a big game and still still can't get the win though. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> what, what, yeah, I don't yeah. know. The other, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I, both both the Cardinals and the Chargers need to start holding open tryouts for quarterback because the thing the, is they're still good though, which is. But do you want? Do you need a good quarterback with one or two years left when your team is not going to be that good? Like I mean, the Cardinals, we I, just talked about the Rams. How they're? I mean, they're my favorite probably in the NFC West. The Seahawks are are questionable, but their their defense is always going to be good, and they've got Russell Wilson. I think the Cardinals right now are the third best team, and they're. I mean, think of the Cardinals. I guess with David Johnson, maybe it's different, but right now, Carson Palmer and Larry Fitzgerald, who are both ancient, um, yeah, very old, are are the two Larry's the, the still two balling, names though. that you can think of. Larry is. I think Larry is just ageless. I think he'll play till he's like yeah, Larry, sixty. At Larry's least. still balling, but I yeah. mean. You, you talk about the Cardinals. They have a very talented team, right? Their their defense is is very very good. You've got a guy like Patrick Peterson, who's one of the best secondary players 
and the entire NFL. The Honey Badger. You got the Honey Tyron Badger, Matthew. who's another like one of the, yeah. another great one of the best safeties. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And then you've got a guy like Robert Nimdichi from Ole Miss, who's starting to kind of flourish on that D line. Mm-hmm. You've got Chandler Jones from the Patriots in yeah. the linebacker slot. I mean, they've got a very David Johnson or not David Johnson. That's their running back. Yeah, David. Uh, Gerard. Ah, that's the old Jaguars quarterback. <laughs> one of these, one of these will be right. Oh man, it's gonna bother me. But uh, they've got a very, very, very capable defense, uh, and they've got a good offense. They've got wide receivers like J.J. Nelson, uh, Jaron Brown. But they're just, I, yeah. they still have Larry. They have David Johnson when healthy. I mean, they they are a very good team. They just they I don't think they win the title this year. Need to move off the Carson Palmer, like. But who do you go? I mean, my question is, who do you go to then? Because Carson Palmer, well, I mean, like you no just said, on the roster. thirty-three it's of fifty-one. Not, it's not going to be Logan Logan Thomas or whatever. Oh man, I miss backup. Logan Thomas. What a guy! It's not going to be any of those guys. He's great at it's Virginia Tech. It's not going to be Matt Ryan. That's not what I meant. Matt Ryan is going to leave. Yes, yeah, <laughs> Matt yeah, Ryan's birds, not going to be Bird teams, bird teams. But Matt Barkley used to be the Cardinals' backup. That's what I was going for. But he's uh, in Philly now, I think. Again, yeah. I Actually, mean, I think he's third stringer for the 49ers. The the 49ers might have the worst collection. If we're looking at the worst collection of quarterbacks in the NFL, is it is it the 49ers? The Jaguars are close. Bortles backed up by Henny, backed up by Ryan Nassib, the old Syracuse Nassib, quarterback. Yeah. Nassib. How do you say his name? That's bad. But the Niners, they got Hoyer starting, and then Gabbert is the backup. With you love Gabbert. You're a big, big Blaine, Blaine Gabbert, Gabbert Big Blaine Gabbert guy. He, oh, man. I had so much hope. This is what the Jaguars do, which I may have already said on this show, but when they drafted Gabbard, I was like, yes, they finally made a change. They're going to – the culture has changed. Gabbard's going to lead us. We got our franchise quarterback. And then it took like four years to realize that he is horrible and should never play in the NFL. But then right after that, they drafted Bortles, and it was the same thing. Like, yes, Bortles, that's the future. He's going to be really good. And now, He was really good at UCF. He was really good at UCF. That was a fun team. NCAA 14, that's, that's the best team to play as, just a – just a little plug, Blake Bortles with Storm Johnson in the backfield with him. That UCF Storm team Johnson. is tough. He also, the Jaguars at one point, in both of their rookie years, had the same starting backfield as UCF. Because hmm. Bortles was the, was the quarterback, Storm Johnson was their starting running back. For just one game, because players above him were hurt, but it was a... Like, if you want to see how bad your NFL team is, there's always the Bama could take some, some of these bad NFL teams. I think Bama maybe could have taken that, because they oh. would have beat... Got to beat up on UCF that year, and when your quarterback and running back are the same rookies, it's tough. But anyway, sorry, <laughs> I'm just going down so many so many rabbit holes. About today. about the last game I think left here that we haven't touched on at all: Detroit 14, Minnesota 7. A heartbreaking loss for the Vikings for more than one maybe reason. bigger. Yeah, I was gonna say. Not only did they lose uh, a close game to division rival the Detroit Lions, but they lose. They lost their running back of the future, and someone who is leading the was leading the league in yardage. Yeah, a phenomenal running back, uh, very talented out of Florida State, Dalvin Cook. Uh, it is yeah. confirmed now, torn ACL. He's going to be out for the season, and it was a complete tear. And they think there might be a little structure damage, which is one of those ones that takes a while to rehab. Yeah. So I, this is a tough loss. This is a team who's just trying to move on from the ghosts of Adrian Peterson, and. They finally get a running back who, you know, last year they just tried to bring out McKinley and yeah, McKinnon. And they didn't, yeah. Matt and Tassay. Matt and, and Tassay. 
Some, yeah. some Matt guy. <laughs> Matt uh, Asi- Asiata? Asiata, is that, is that's that it. That, yeah. Matt Asiata. But uh, they yeah. clearly never could get over the hurdle of Peterson and then finally get a guy who's could be a prime like, time yeah. back and then this happens. Yeah. It's uh, the poor Vikings. Like, and I've got a, all my family is Packer fans, so they'll get mad at me for saying this. But that's a f- that's a fun team, and the Vikings I think deserve some success. They've they've done it the right way. They've been, you know, I don't, I don't know. Coach Mike Zimmer's seems like he's got this team where they need to be. They're right there, and then Teddy Bridgewater gets hurt. Now Dalvin Cook gets hurt. If they had the Bridgewater Cook backfield, which I guess if if Teddy stays healthy, they probably don't get the draft pick. That leads to. Dalvin I don't know. Cook, I mean, but Dalvin it's... Cook was taken stupid late. Yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a, just a, it's just unfortunate. You know, Teddy Bridgewater might never play again. Dalvin Cook is out for his whole rookie year. Just when it looked like he he had things going, it's tough. Yeah, it's tough. I mean, it's pretty for the much just taking the uh, rookie of the year trophy and putting it in Kareem Hunt's hand, though. Yeah, true. We'll see how he does tonight. I, uh, I don't know. Bill maybe Deshaun Watson's got something to say about it, though. Yeah. Bill Barnwell, former uh, former Grantland. That's how I'll always remember him. Grantland writer, but now works for ESPN. Has has noted it's it's interesting to see a lot of a lot of Cream Hunt's yards come in garbage time. He's had at least like one big play for 30, 40 plus yards in garbage time. Like every game. That's true. And a touchdown. So that's true. But I, I'm all on board. I I say that, but then I also say that I I want Cream Hunt to win the MVP or the Rookie of the Year, the, the MVP. MVP. Hey, he could. Wow. The, the pace he's going, but yeah, that that's just a fun Chiefs team. That'll be a good game tonight. Yeah. What do you think? What's your what's your prediction for tonight's game? Quick, quickly, <laughs> quickly. Okay. I know we got uh, we got college football still coming. We up. We do have college football coming up. I uh, I like um, I'm a big fan of Kirk Cousins, but yep. at the same time, I think this Chiefs team is probably. Uh, and I, I'm not going to say the most talented team in football right now because I think there's wow. teams that have more talent. Yeah. But they are the best team in football right now, as far as like fully functioning as a team. Like, yeah. it's hard to say the Patriots aren't one of the best teams in football, but the way that they've been playing They're this two season, two? like trouble scoring and the whole nine, I don't think you can necessarily put them at the top of the list right now. Um, so I'm gonna I'm gonna just say it. I I think that the the Chiefs are the best team in football right now. Um, I agree. Which I don't know. I feel like a lot of people don't agree, but whatever. Yeah. Um. So I, I I think that the Chiefs are going to win this game. I still I still think that the uh, the Redskins are offensively one of the better teams. I mean Kirk Cousins, I love Kirk Cousins. He's a very capable quarterback. I think he's you know seven hundred eighty yards so far this season, five touchdowns. Yeah. Um, he still hasn't signed that extension, has he? No, no, he I has don't know not. what's going on. He yeah. has not. The pro- and the other problem for this. Washington team is trying to identify their identity outside of Kirk Cousins offensively. Yeah, I mean, you have a guy like Rob Kelly coming into the season who looks like that's going to be your starter, that's going to be your guy, and he comes out, has a couple pretty good first two games, then breaks a rib, so he's out. And then Chris Thompson just emerges out of the backfield as clearly one of the more talented backs in the backfield. Uh, Leads the team in both rushing and receiving. Receiving wise, you lose a lot. I mean, you lost Pierre Garcon. You got Terrell Pryor though. Talented. Terrell Pryor Senior, right? And now you have Terrell Pryor Senior and like Brian Quick. Um, oh man, App State, right? Right. Great. So great stuff. I, this Washington offense, outside of Cousins and Jordan Reed, is yeah. pretty shoddy. And Jordan Reed's been a little banged up. Jordan Reed hasn't been healthy for a lot of his career, but yeah. 
I still think he's superstar talent, right? I still oh, think yeah. he can be oh, up yeah. there with a Gronk and a Travis Kelsey and whoever else is on the top of the. Yeah, it's like that's it, basically. Elites. Yeah, I mean, I, I, think I, I still think Jimmy off. Graham's pretty good, but I don't know if he's. I saw an interesting stat about Jimmy anymore. Graham, too, and Russell Wilson's total QBR is like 20 points worse when, when Jimmy Graham is on the field compared to when he's off, which doesn't make really? sense because he's a talented player, but. I don't know. Yeah, I, don't it's know. I think a, Drew Brees would take him, send him back down to New Orleans. Seriously, he he was thriving there. Yeah, uh, but on the other side of the ball, I mean, I just think this Chiefs team, their defense is great. Marcus Peters is a heck of a cover corner. Oh yeah, they've still got a, a you know lockdown uh, linebacker like Lamar Houston. Justin Houston. Justin Houston. There thank you. Yeah. Is there a Lamar Houston? Is that a player somewhere? Uh, I don't think that is. Not that I know. I think I made that up. Justin. Not Houston, that though. I know. Um, and t- you know they have. Uh, their defense is very, very capable of slowing players down. Obviously, the loss of Eric Berry hurts yeah, uh, quite a bit. One of the better safeties in the league. But Alex Smith having one of the better seasons of his er, of his career so far, 770 yards thus far with seven touchdowns, not a pick to his record. And it helps to have Kareem Hunt out of the backfield. That's another team that had problems identifying who was their lead guy. Last yeah. year, you have a guy like Charkandrick West or Spencer Ware. Jamal Charles was banged up. And, and Charles has been out. So... so. But then you draft a guy like Kareem Hunt out of Toledo, and he's been. They got a guy like Tyreek Hill too. Exactly. Those two. Tyreek Hill and Kelsey as your wideouts. Yeah. The, well, as your receiving you targets, yeah. and those two get a lot of things done, uh, especially like Chris Conley. If they need a different kind oh, of yeah. more of a vertical threat wideout. Yeah. I don't know. I think this Chiefs team has too many weapons, and I, I think they're. I like Andy Reid. I think he's a good coach. Obviously, he's not the best with the clock. Not yeah, a, not a great clock manager. That's I mean, Andy Reid is kind of known for this as well, to of starting really well. I know I see the jokes around a lot in the Twitter sphere that are like, yeah, if the NFL season was only eight games long, Andy Reid would have like seven titles. But and that's it's sixteen games long plus right. playoffs. <laughs> but so, all right. Well, I think that's a pretty good wrap up <laughs> of the NFL Sunday action. Um, obviously, big game tonight. I think that's on ESPN at six thirty. I think. Yeah. Um, I think the line is Kansas City minus seven. You taking you taking the Redskins plus seven? I'm taking Kansas City minus seven. Yeah, that's a whole touchdown. I think they. I'm going twenty-seven seventeen. Twenty-seven seventeen. I think that sounds pretty good. I'm gonna go twenty-eight sixteen. Uh, wow, <laughs> real mature. You jeopardy. Uh, yeah, you, that's you, the price you is one right. cented me. And what do you think this couch costs? Uh, <laughs> Ten dollars. Ten dollars. What do you? But eleven dollars. <laughs> Ten dollars. What's it? I got the over. <laughs> All right. Uh, well, we're gonna step aside here for our last break here on the West Coast Bias Show. Fighting through your Monday morning. Jackson's happy to be here, and we'll be right back. Walks <laughs> through a silent town and loves a man who's not around. She still can hear him say. She hears him say, "Brandy." KBGA 89.9 West Coast Bias Show Taylor Featherman Jackson Wagner Almost got the Swagger Wagner there Ooh. You just about got Ooh. it, but I held off. Ah, thank you. I contained myself. Um, but it is a college football Monday after a college football Saturday, <laughs> I suppose. Exactly. 
Uh, we've been doing our rankings, and by that I mean last week on Monday we did our top four teams. If we were having to make a playoff system, right meow. Right meow. But uh, then we also did it Friday, but nothing changed Monday to Friday, so it was the exact same. That was a good radio segment on Friday. Do you, anything? We, we didn't really do it again. We no, kind of I, touched on it. I, well, I brought it up because I was confused, and I just went. I was like, "How about your top four? Still the same?" Yeah, because yeah. nothing happened from Monday to Friday <laughs> to change true. it. I mean, what if what if it could happen eventually? What if somebody? What if Jalen Hurts gets injured this week? True. No, then I'm still keeping Alabama at number two. Boom. Boom. Roasted. Way to give away your whole list. Roasted. <laughs> okay. Well. <laughs> Anticlimactic. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. All right. Well. Okay. Let's uh let's run back through this. Uh, let's start with the team on the outside. The team on the outside looking in that you think's got a shot at getting in the top four. I think has a shot. I think. It's tough. I, as a Washington fan, I want to say Washington, but I just don't know if the Pac-12 has anyone this year. I don't know if they're quite good enough. We saw last year they made the playoff and then just got run off the field by Alabama. Mm-hmm. I, th- I, I, yeah, Washington and so Washington sure State are the powers happens. in the Pac-12. They That'll are. be the Apple Cup will be really fun this year, but I don't know if either of them are good enough the Apple to State. make the playoffs. Don't you know? I think Georgia is probably the best team on the outside looking in for me. Interesting. That, and which is again like SEC bias is kind of a thing. It's not. What we're it's not West to, Coast. It's not what we're supposed to do here. I, I I just did the opposite. I said the Pac-12 is bad and the, the SEC is good. I screwed up. I'm sorry. You're supposed to go to the four-letter word for takes like that. Not us. The West Coast bias. But uh, <laughs> what about who you, who do you have on the? I mean, there's some, there's some good teams there. Right. No, and you're right. I th- I think the whole top 10 as yeah. currently constructed is is very interesting, but I uh I watched the Wisconsin Northwestern game this weekend and I I think Wisconsin's a pretty good team. Alex Hornibrook, the quarterback, 900 yards so far on the season, nine touchdowns. I don't know. I I think there's something about that team. I just think they're really well coached. That's how I feel. I, Wisconsin every year it's like, "Oh, Wisconsin's in the top 10. They're going to run really well and play good defense and they're well coached and they'll lose like one game to a good team and then they'll lose the big 10 championship game or won't make it and we'll miss the playoff it's like i feel like that's happened like four years in a row where wisconsin's like in the top 10 for most of the season but just never really good enough this this year year might be if they beat penn state well that's the thing is i see the road to the playoff them, right i mean so like you just said they play penn state uh coming up here or, I'm sorry, they play Michigan yeah. towards the end of the season. They play the, uh, November 18th. They play they don't, Michigan. They don't have a regular season matchup with Penn State. Right. But so, you would think to, to get to the playoff, they would have to beat them. But they're in the Big Ten West, which right now they're the biggest dog down there. I mean, there's Nebraska who's 2-0 in conference, but they have two losses on the season. They're the only undefeated team left in the Big Ten West. Um, so basically all they would have to do is try to hold out there, which you got to beat Michigan, which is tough. Yeah. That's a tough task. But – if you get through that, then you'll play either Penn State, Ohio State, or Michigan. One of those three. I, c- I wouldn't imagine it would be Michigan again if they were to beat Michigan. Yeah. Uh, but you'd play one of those three teams in the the Big Ten Championship, and then if you win that game, if you're still undefeated, you pretty much have a bit. You're pretty much in. Yeah. Oh, I yeah. mean, so I could see a world where this Wisconsin team gets down and fights their way into the playoff. I just – I don't know. They have to be Penn State, which – if we're talking That's about my number four team right now on this, it is Penn State. Yeah, really? yeah, I like it. Yeah, I mean, go you 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 go with your, and then I'll tell you where I have them. That, th- how's that? 
sure, that'll work. I think <laughs> I think Saquon Barkley. Uh, we had Tyson. We had Tyson on the show on Friday, our college football analyst, and he pretty much said that I think Saquon Barkley is the best player in college football. I think oh, yeah. he's <laughs> going to win the Heisman this year, and this weekend was. Just another example. He's their of that. leading rusher. He's their leading receiver. He might as well be playing. He returned a touchdown. I he mean, th- he did. He threw a passing touchdown this week. It yeah. w- the dude can do it all. And there's no. I mean, th- that's a thing that I've always. If you have a, a running back who can kind of throw the ball, give him three or four pitches a game where you just sneak a receiver in behind. Yeah. Because even on, on the play where he throws that touchdown, he probably could have kept it and still got like two or three yards, and that's not a bad play. But it also has the pl- the potential. Be a huge one, so I don't know. That's something I've always the problem for this, more trick plays for this Penn State team is they they are going to have to play Michigan and Ohio State slated. Yeah, that's a tough. I mean, which also Big Ten wasn't it like the leaders versus the legends at one point? I liked that. Uh, I actually hated it, but I thought it was those were funny division titles. Now it's just East versus West. Yeah, but that's a tough a tough schedule. We got Maryland's good this year. Michigan State looks like they're kind of getting back to where we we saw them 4 or 5 years ago as one of the best teams in the in the country, honestly. Back when they had Kirk Cousins. Yeah, exactly. And other than those two games which yeah. I mean, those are probably easy wins for Penn State, but then you've got two top 10 matchups against Ohio State and Michigan on the schedule, so. Well, and I've got I've got a buddy down there at Penn State who's a sports broadcaster who's pretty good. Maybe we'll get him on the horn someday. Yeah. Hey, Have we go. him do a little Big 10 breakdown. Yeah. See if I can't work that out. It's a good conference. Yeah, it's a, probably the second best conference in football. Behind? The SEC. Ooh. I think I put the ACC ahead. Really? But that's, that's just, close. That's just because you're, all, you're um, all in on Clemson. I'm all in on Clemson. Well, and I'm all in. I think Miami is going to end this season in the top ten. Big, Mi- big Miami guy. Well, Their turnover right chain now. is the coolest the coolest tradition in football. I do I don't like care the turnover chain. I don't care if it's chain. in year one. The turnover chain is pretty sweet. If you get a t- if you force a turnover on that Miami defense, they let you wear a giant giant, and it is gi- it's, it's, it's a huge massive chain. gold chain on the sideline, which is cool. It is a massive chain with the with the U right on the chest. Um, but that was okay. So is Penn State your four? I have Oklahoma at four. Oklahoma at four. I think kind of based on what we've just talked about, I, Penn State has been so impressive so far this year. Again, just I mean, Indiana is a basketball school, but still, that's a big win. And Barkley just looks like the best player. That I've seen in a in a long time, and they're a team where, may, I guess maybe not, but I I could see them losing to a Michigan or an Ohio State, and still if they make the Big Ten championship game, going to the playoffs, they're right. They're going to be in the conversation all year, unless they lose back to back, which that's tough. That you have to. They're at home against Michigan on the twenty first, and then on the road against Ohio State the twenty eighth. So that's a tough back to back stretch. If they lose both those, they're probably done. But the that's a that's a really good football team. If I have Oklahoma at four, well, which I mean, uh, the thing is, I think the top four right now are pretty solid. So yeah, when it I comes mean, to the playoff the discussion, four, yeah, we're just in different in stages. different spots. But I mean, Baker Mayfield again is, I think Barkley is the best player in college football. I think Baker Mayfield might be the best quarterback. I mean, Lamar Jackson might be more talented, but it, you know, th- those guys are. When you have a player like that, you're gonna well through four games, thirteen hundred yards anyway. and thirteen touchdowns. It's big. a tough slate to argue with. Yeah, that's big. But yeah, I've got I've got Oklahoma four and then Penn State big three. I'm guessing there. you have Oklahoma three. I have Oklahoma three. Yeah, I had I had Clemson three last week. Do you remember that? I, I do Oklahoma remember that. Two. I was upset you about got it. All fired up, but this last Thank weekend you. versus Virginia Tech. I mean, that's that's going to be one of the bigger games, bigger challenges they face this year with Florida State. Yeah. Kind of dropping out of contention, 
the early number three Florida State that is. So, I mean, that kind of gives this Clemson team a road to the playoffs where they literally just have to win out. And the more and more I watch, the more and more I'm starting to like Kelly Bryant. Yeah, that's – this was – it's it's strange. I watched more of this game, honestly, than I did of the Grizz game on Saturday. Well, that's actually not true. I watched all of both of them, I should say. But they're a team – I think Virginia Tech's really good, and this, again, goes with I think the ACC is a very, very good division, very good conference. The win against Louisville still looks good. They haven't lost again. I mean, that's the thing. If Louisville run the table and Lamar Jackson keeps playing the way that he can, he's right there in the in the Heisman discussion again. True. Auburn haven't lost yet, and they're they're proving they can do it in different ways. That 14-6 win against Auburn, they went in, and the Clemson defense controlled it, and they, they dominated. And then against Virginia Tech, they, I mean, not really light up the scoreboard, but a 31-17 win, and that Virginia Tech score was late after the game was over already. That was a, a huge performance in, like, the primetime slot. I think it started at, like, 6 o'clock here, the night game. And I think Virginia Tech is, again, going to be a team that we see with one or two losses in the top 20, top 15 at the end of the year. They've just got so many big wins that it's it's hard for me not to put Clemson at one. And Al- I mean, Alabama just dominated again, and that's a, a decent, say, that's a, a good Ole Miss team. Remember probably, when, like, but, Alabama and Ole Miss was, like, fun? Yeah. Remember that year no, where Chad Kelly threw, like, a ball off Quincy Attaboy's yeah. helmet or something? Yeah. Like, one like 2012 or something. Oh, man, the good old days. Those days are gone. And then now they play Texas A&M next That'll week. Be a and that, that a couple years ago, was a really good game, too, back when it was Manziel. the house Johnny built. Yeah. LSU coming up later in the schedule for Bama. I mean, none of these games seem challenging. LSU with Coach O looks terrible. I feel bad yeah, for our poor, college football poor analyst, Tyson Gentry. Tyson Gentry. Because LSU that was is rough. terrible. Nine hundred. What they paid nine hundred eighty-five thousand dollars for Troy to beat them on homecoming. On homecoming. On homecoming. Did you see the tweet Troy sent? Troy them? University's tweet was was savage. All, all, is that what the kids time, are saying? All time savagery. Yeah, I think. But they Man. do have Auburn coming up last game of the week. That's the only ranked team on their schedule left. Yeah, that's so, perhaps. If at the at the end of the year, if they're both undefeated, Clemson's the defending champions. Clemson have bigger wins and. I don't know. I, I put them one and two, but I think both teams will probably be in the playoffs. Do you have a college football team? Uh, I mean, kind of. I I grew up as a Miami fan, which I'm not really exactly sure why. I've always like kind of liked Washington. The swag of Miami. But I, yeah, exactly. Oh, now you like the dogs because they're good, huh? I mean, that's sort of it. I mean, I always I've had my or I've had Washington gear. You're my a whole Grizz life. football guy. That's what and you I, are. Exactly. The Grizz are my the, my college football team. I say. Oh, I, I cheer for Aww. Washington and Miami. That's so cute. That's I, cute. Who's your, who's your team? I, Do you I have like a college football team. I like USC a lot. Oh, um, I knew that. But I uh, clearly they're terrible. Yeah, I that mean, was a, that was a tough one. The problem is that. They have a quarterback like Sam Darnold, so they can kind of fake the first four games of the season and make people think that they're okay. Yeah. But you saw it in that game. The coaching was terrible. The players haven't gotten better this season. Yeah. That's not a healthy program. Do you want to give a shout-out to yourself, though, real quick, for your prediction? What? I saw a tweet that you had, what, two years ago? Yeah. Talking about a certain USC player? Yeah. Well, I just I remember the the first play I watched Ronald uh, Ronald Jones, the USC running back, play. I remember watching him being like, boy, that kid is. And it was, he was like a third stringer at the time. And I was like, boy, that kid's going to be really special someday. So I just tweeted, remember the name, Ronald Jones. Yeah. And then, Boom. I, you know, what, 84 had, yard touchdown or something this week? Yeah, he had a really good week. And that was like two years ago when I tweeted that. So yeah. that looks really good. But Shout he, uh, out to you. I deleted the tweet. Really? Yeah, because 
That wasn't the game. That wasn't the game for him. I still think he has a bigger game, <laughs> and I want to keep that in the holster. Oh, so, so you're gonna retweet it? I you're gonna not with the with the little circular arrow button thing, but you're just gonna delete no, it and I'm then gonna, tweet it again. I'm gonna fire it back up uh, later in the season. Hopefully, like if USC has a game that's worth a shout out, but. That is our show for your Monday here on October whoop, whoop. 2nd. The West Coast Bias Show wrapping up now. Uh, available on iTunes Podcast. You can just get on the podcast app and look up West Coast Bias Show. That, I think, we'll put that on some other platform, maybe a Spotify or something, or SoundCloud, or something other people who don't have Apple can listen to it on because Jackson doesn't have Apple. So Apple. Something other what's, people can listen what's to. An a- that's just a fruit, right? Yes. I've got a banana boat. Okay. Full good. circle. Well, we brought a full circle. That's what we started the show on. Perfect. All right. Well, <laughs> that, that is the West Coast Bias Show. We will see you guys Friday at 9 a.m. Have, have a good one. <laughs> Somebody say